Hello, friends. Welcome back. This is episode 66. We got Tim with Dream Muscle Coffee. Uh, this was a fun episode. It was kind of long. Eh, super, not super long, about a little over two hours. It's a good level. That's a good length for a podcast, I think. Uh, for people in the Kansas City area, he has uh, a coffee shop on 41st and Troost. And I'm not going to lie. Uh, I went in there and he gave me a free cup of coffee. So, I'm not saying he paid for my vote or for my opinion, um, but just just know all truth out there. He did he did pay for this. Uh, he did give me a free coffee. Uh, but honestly, uh, joking aside, it was probably the best cup of coffee I've had in the city. And I frequent Messenger Cafe often just because because <clears throat> I like the rooftop and my daughter likes to go down there and get the crunchy sticks is what we call them. And I get breakfast down there. Uh, this, I had the, um, God, it was it had almost everything in it. It was the Bulletproof coffee. And it was seriously the best coffee I've had in Kansas City. Uh, it's phenomenal. I can't say enough about it. Uh, I hope you guys go check it out. 41st and Truce, I know you guys might think, it, you know, that it's an interesting spot for a coffee shop. And it is. But it's, uh, it's, it's a dope little place. And what can I say? I highly recommend it. Um, yeah, with that being said, this is episode 66. I hope you guys enjoy this one. Uh, Dream Muscle Coffee. Check it out. Instagram. Uh, check the actual brick and mortar. I think if you contact him, if you don't live in Kansas City, obviously, it's still an interesting episode. And I think you could probably buy beans from him and he'll ship them to you. If I remember right. If not, send him an email and tell him that's what you want and he'll do it. I'm sure. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, enjoy. Uh, like, rate, review, subscribe. I don't know, all the stuff that you're supposed to say. Bye-bye. Enjoy. Welcome to the Inner Talk Podcast. We'll know topic is off limits. Now here's your host, my daddy, and Void of Soul. Oh, wait, one more thing for me. Thank you for coming to the Inner you ready to go? Ready to rock do this, Tim, in three, two, one. Boom, shalak, boom. Here we go. Uh, we should probably continue what we were talking about before we started the mic with kind of you're saying putting your back against the wall really helps you get motivated, work harder, make more money, take take the next level, like level up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, a lot of people just, uh, you know, I, I, and it depends on the personality as well, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, for me, I thrive on challenge. Yeah. Like my back has to be up against the wall. Yeah. Because if not, you know, I'll get comfortable. You know, I'll get comfortable, and and I think it, you know. As a matter of fact, I was talking about this the other day. It's like, uh, you know, it feels good to be in familiar territory. Right. You know, if it just feels good, it's a safe place. It's safe, you mm -hmm. know, and so. And there's nothing really wrong with that, uh, but it comes a point to where you have to be sensitive to where, to to taking those steps to be challenged again. Yeah, you know, because I think a part of our, our human nature, we have to be challenged in order to grow, and just like the, and to feel rewarded, and feel rewarded, right? right. Exactly, and so uh, I think it's super important, you know, to 
uh, I, th- I think there has to be a balance. Right. But I thrive personally on yeah. challenge. I thrive. Not I, many people do. Yeah, you know, and it, you know, so <clears throat> it's funny because uh, married, I got uh, four kids, and my wife always say, you just make things harder. You take <laughs> stuff so simple and make it complex. And it's <laughs> like, that's just that complexity, that nature of me of just, you know, uh, really thriving off just adversity. You know, I think it just. It, You've always been like that. It, yeah, always. It just pulls some. It pulls something out of me that I've always reached new levels through um, with my back against the wall. You yeah. Know? Uh, like I said, your limitation as far as your greatest creativity and innovation, and so mm-hmm. uh, weightlifting is something that I thrive on. I love doing hard stuff. Yeah. I've never been a guy to go in the gym and do easy stuff. <laughs> What's the point? I, I see that. I like, see people go in there and just just half-ass it. It's yeah. like you're spending all this time and money to get there and do right. it. You're already there. Right. You're only cheating yourself. Right. Like, why cheat yourself? Like, why, why do that to yourself? Right. right. If you're going to do that, pick something else. Right. Like, why waste your time? Most definitely. I don't get it. It's so, it's, it's, it's about self-awareness, man. It's about really understanding who you are. And, That's and, what uh, it is. And your your value, true value. So, because a lot of Ooh. a lot of what I go through is between me and me. Right. I tell people effort is between you and you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you it know? is. A lot and, of people lie to themselves. Yeah. A lot of people lie to themselves, and they don't want to admit. I don't know. Maybe their failures or their faults or their weaknesses, and they just and they and they lie to themselves and tell them they're better than they are, or they right. don't need this, or they don't need that. Right. Right, for sure. As a matter of fact, I was having a conversation the other day, and uh, my dad and I, we were talking about uh, uh, one young lady. Uh, she came through the coffee shop, and, and she was talking about how uh, she was trying to lose weight. And so she said that, why do guys look themselves in the mirror? And and why do people always stare at themselves in the mirror and all this thing? And kind of this this little revelation came to me, and it was like, more people should look themselves in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> More people should look themselves in the mirror. No matter what you look like. No matter what you look like. Because it's just staying um, staying compatible That's with funny. yourself. You know? And I think. That's funny. You know, for me, like, I looked in the mirror. I'm like, man, I need to do something. <laughs> yeah. You know, not only physically, but right. it, mentally. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to get my stuff together. You got to look yourself in the eyes and yeah. really look at yourself. Yeah. God, that's hard to do, man. It's Sometimes. Hard. Yeah. And so a lot of our battle is with ourselves. We're not honest with who we are as, as and as it relates to what we're doing in society. A lot of people are working jobs they don't like. A Me? lot of people are in relationships <laughs> that they want to back out of. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are doing business deals with people who suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Right. And so... Uh, we have to be honest with the situation. We have to be honest with ourselves, and I think that goes a long way. And I think it's just self-awareness, you know, knowing thyself. And I, I tell people all the time that I believe, um, um, outside of knowing thy history, knowing thyself is one of the most uh, powerful aspects of life that you can ever come to grips with. How do you How do you do that? Do you like? How would you suggest someone? Like get that realization about themselves and, and figure themselves out and like. Like, how do you get people to stop lying to themselves? Like, I mean, I know it's a personal thing for everybody, but so many people do it. Like, how do you do it? How do you look yourself in the eye and and say, man, I'm failing here. I'm failing big and I need to fix this. Like, how do you do that? Well, I think. (laughs) You know what I mean? 
like that's hard to do like i look at myself when, like especially when i'm when i'm struggling like i go up and i have i don't know I've, I've i've been dealing with some uh just mental like depression and stuff right within the past year and a half two years sure and a lot of times i'm good but then there's some times when i know i'm just i'm failing right. at like just life in general yeah and those are and i always i i mean i was just talking to myself in the mirror recently <laughs> And I was like, and it was hard to look at myself in the right. mirror because I know that I, I'm struggling with some things that I, I need to fight through and deal with. Right. And you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, yeah, you're good, right? Right. Yeah, you're good. And then you just look away and you're like, shit, I don't think I'm good. <laughs> well, he don't know it. <laughs> he don't know it, right. But yeah, it's it's really hard right. to not lie to yourself right. sometimes. I think uh, self, they call it self-actualization or self-awareness, but I, I think that... Um, one of the things uh, we fail to um, stay inspired, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I try to read and I try to listen to people that I, I somewhat respect. Okay. Um, I try to keep good things in my ears and I try to keep good things in front of my eyes. And that helps out a lot in really identifying who you are. And so when you, if you, if you reading about, if you reading a book about somebody that you somewhat respect, like for me, uh, I love reading books about, uh, former athletes, uh, former coaches, mm-hmm. uh, just because my whole life has been athletic. And so my whole life has been around the, the world of football. And and so uh, I'm a coach at heart. Okay. Um, that's like if I had another life or another, I, I would love to be a head coach. Oh, yeah? I would love to. Because at what level? Any level? The college level. Okay. I feel like college you, is the best. Yeah, you got the most influence, and particularly, I would love to coach at the junior college level. Mm-hmm. Not even NCAA, junior college. Okay. Because you're getting guys that are coming in from all over the place that have a lot of different issues, mm-hmm. and you get an opportunity to really influence and change a life, literally. Right. Yeah, you and, can make a real impact. Yeah, real impact, man. And so. Um, so, so for, so getting back, so for me is, is, is finding people that I admire, you know, and when I hear someone else's story yeah, and I hear them being honest and I hear them working through their issues, that inspires me to be even better to say, you know what? He's been honest. I can be honest. You know, he's working through it and Mm -hmm. still walking because the hardest thing to do is go through something and still and walk. Yeah, you know, walk through it. Even when you're getting whooped up, you're getting beat up. You're going through. The hardest thing to do is 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 fight a, something depressing and then have to go to work, or right. fight something depressing or have to do a podcast. <laughs> or fight yeah, you know that's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Fight some depression or have to show up and and try to be uh, you know hospitable to customers. Right. It's like this sucks. I want to go home and mm-hmm. just go in a closet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to be try to be nice to you today. I right. don't want to fake but, it. Yeah, I don't want to fake it. But I always says this. I always uh, say this. Whenever I was going through the most difficult time of my life, whether it be being kicked out of my house, whether it be losing a job or whatever it may be, I always found someone else to be exactly what I wanted them to be to me. So if I didn't have food, I went out of 9th in Virginia in Kansas City, Missouri, and served food. Oh, wow. And a lot of people don't even know. Whenever I served food... I didn't even have food in my house. Wow. And then it would be the craziest thing would happen like a couple of days later or even that same day. Like something would happen. A business deal would come through or 
I get chills talking about it. Something would happen to where I would have food. Wow. Whenever I was on the verge of losing my house, I would go help somebody else try to keep their house. Wow. And in return, I got to keep my house. <laughs> so I'm you, getting chills now. Yeah. So it's, wow. Yeah. So I have a, a, a saying, always try to be something you've always wanted to, someone to be to you. And if you help enough people get what they need, I believe that you'll have what you need. Wow, that's powerful, man. Yeah, so whatever whatever you're lacking, go try to do that to try to be that to somebody else. Yeah. I'm just list, rattling off things <laughs> in my head right now what I need to be doing, who I need, who I need to be trying to. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. it's the, it's the power of of man, of sowing and reaping, you know, uh you know, whatever <clears throat> you put into the earth, it's going to come back to you. Yeah. Whatever you put into a human, the human is the the human a human is the greatest asset on earth, I believe. Yeah. Nobody can do what a human does. <laughs> not a dog, not a cat, not a robot, not the internet. Mm. Like, a human, a person with a spirit and a soul and a right. mind and an intellect. Oh, my, man, it's powerful. You we, can become, a, you can literally become a superhuman. You literally can. Yeah. You wow. know? Because yeah. we have the power of influence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have the power, influence for good or influence for bad. Yeah, I don't even think about the bad. Yeah, 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 and it's wow. all real. Bad, the real, the bad is just as real as the good. And the bad's easier too, right? <laughs> the bad it's is always easy. easier to be bad, right? <laughs> Super easy. Super easy to be bad. People don't impress me when you do bad. If I don't get impressed by people who do crooked things. Yeah, that's me the, neither. That's the easiest thing to do. I want to do crooked stuff all the time. Who doesn't? Because it's easy. Easy. It's, it's, I want to make a fast buck. Yeah. Really yeah. easy to do. Yeah, super easy. And it, and it's glamorized, you know. You see it in the movies. You see it like, especially with like watching like any of the Italian movies type right. stuff, you know, like the gangster mob mentality. Like right. that's so romantic to people. Yeah. Everybody loves a good romance. Like who doesn't like yeah. Scarface or right. or uh, the Goodfellas or or Sopranos? You know, people like gangsters like that. Right. They like people being bad. Right. You don't get too many of the good stories. Like people don't. A whole lot of people don't look up to the, the good stories too much because it's it's hard to be good. It's hard right. to do the right thing. And it's kind of boring. It's boring. Yeah, people think it's boring. It is boring. So it's you, not exciting. It it's is not boring. exciting. Just like the back when I was growing up, I don't know how it is now. I haven't dated in a long time, but the oh girls just be like, "Oh, I want a bad." The 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 bad guys won over the good guys. Yep. Because it was it wasn't as exciting. I guess I don't know. Yeah. I want a Girls bad, want a bad boy. I want a bad boy. Why? Because of the thrill of all the dumb stuff? You want to be on the verge of, you want to put your life in that, you want to go that far? I, you know, some people are adrenaline junkies and they get they get a little adrenaline yeah. from being with a bad guy, yeah. I guess, you yeah. know, like. Yeah. So what they, so what they, so I've come to find out what that was. Okay. What they're really saying is I want a leader. Okay, that makes sense. I want a leader, and if you look at and even if you're leading bad, you're still a leader. You're a leader, and you are, you you a go getter. You are, you know, you authoritative. You you like people. But, well, who, it's an alpha male type thing, really, yeah, right? Uh, yeah. So people who do, people who are the bad boy guys are the guys who are, uh, they're persistent. They're uh, they're usually uh, they initiate. Mm-hmm. Um, they just they have this thing about them that. I will not be stopped. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure that I'm winning, even if it's crooked. Okay, yeah. 
So yeah. that's what the that's what the women were looking for. Somebody to initiate, somebody to take control. I don't know how, how many times you've heard women say, I want a man who takes control. Well, they all say that. Right. And and this it's just how that's just how it's set up kinda. That's kinda how we're wired in a way. And yeah. and I and I get it though. Yeah. I get it though, because I was just telling my wife not too long ago that um uh, so I'm, my background is I'm a strength and conditioning coach, advanced muscle specialist. So I, I spent time working on people and making sure people got the proper uh, regimen uh, to to achieve their fitness goals. So by me being an entrepreneur, I'm super, super busy. I'm always telling people what to do. I'm always leading. I'm always in charge. I'm, I'm like the boss, right? Mm-hmm. So with my fitness and my health, my nutrition plan, it ain't up to par right now because I'm in busy telling other people what to do. Okay. So I tell my wife, after I get settled, after we open up the, you know, after we get settled or whatever, I'm going to hire a personal trainer. Oh, really? And I'm going to hire a uh, health coach. And they're going to tell me what to do for the first time, you know? Like, I'm always telling other people what to do. Are you ever going to be settled? I mean, entrepreneur, go-getter. I mean, you're always got your back against the wall to keep leveling up. Is there going to be... So I'm growing. I'm learning. Okay. There are seasons. Right. There are seasons. So I'm going into a season to where I'm starting to get my feet up. I, I came out of a very busy season. Mm-hmm. From we from October um, to now has been hell. Really? Bad hell? Bad hell? A little bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has been crazy, man. Uh, and, I, and you know what? I take that back. It's been good for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's been some high, high, high highs, and there's been some low, low, low lows. A roller coaster there. It's been a roller coaster. As a matter of <laughs> fact, I'm reading a book right now called The Entrepreneur Roller Coaster. Nice. Just because of that, man. <laughs> I had to get that book just yeah. because of that, man. But we're starting to see the fruits of our labor. We're starting to see that now. And so uh, we're starting to understand our identity. So, therefore, I will have a... Uh, there will be a season to where coming up that I will be a little bit, it'll be a little bit less stressful. Okay. And so uh, I'm going to hire a nutrition uh, health coach and I'm going to hire a personal trainer. You got one in mind? I got a health coach in mind. Okay. Uh, not a personal trainer. So, uh, and I'm, they're going to tell me what to do on that aspect. You're looking forward to that? I'm looking forward to You're it. You're going to be able to do good with someone telling you what yeah, to do? Because I did it my whole life. Uh, okay, because so, you were an athlete, an you athlete. played college, Co- or yeah. you played football. Did you go to college? I did, went to college. You played in college? I played in college. Uh, and uh, so I, I played, I graduated from Lee Summit High School. Uh, I didn't live in Lee Summit, but that's another story. <laughs> I work in Lee Summit. Okay, right on. That's what's up. Where you work at? I'm a mailman. Hey, so you, you got dogs chasing you. <laughs> yeah, it's not too bad. I'm, a, I'm what they call a rural carrier, so okay. I'm a... I do mostly driving. I don't have to do a lot of walking, and I don't wear a uniform. Okay. Thankfully. I, yeah. I could not wear that thing. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> I don't like uniforms, especially that one. It's just – but, uh, yeah, so I know I know a little bit about Lee Summit. There's some dogs out there. But, yeah, Lee Summit's a nice place. Yeah. I wouldn't want to live there. So when I, when, I was, when I was there, it wasn't nothing there, though. <clears throat> right. It was nothing. It was like a whole bunch of land. Yep. It's blowing up like crazy. Yeah, I went there. out there the other day. It was it's crazy. It's crazy. There. It's yeah. it's insane. I don't under and and like I said, I'm a mailman, and my route keeps getting bigger and bigger. I've had new neighborhoods all over the town are just blowing up, and these are like 
I don't know, $350,000 houses yeah. packed on top of each other, next to each other, all over the place. I don't know where people have this kind of money. Right. Like all this money and they're just all going out to Lee Summit. Yeah. It's just, it, I, it blows my mind. Yeah. Especially because, you know, I don't have money. <laughs> sure. And then I see these people just left and right, you know, living in these giant McMansions. Right. It's just like, how do they do it? Yeah, it, you know. <laughs> By not being a mailman, that's how. <laughs> You know, uh, yeah, it's it's crazy, man. And uh, but you know what, man? You know, just be. Uh, what I've learned over the, I've sat, I've sat with a lot of people. I've got to, man. I've been blessed, man, to do a lot of different neat things and get behind the scenes. And uh, I mean, I've made a lot of money. I've lost a lot of money. You know, I've been up. I've been down. I, uh, I've learned to just be content. Yeah. Uh, I've learned to uh, not get caught up in. What people what people look like they have, okay, because you can be a millionaire on paper, mm-hmm. but have no money in the bank. Yeah, you know, so a lot of people are in debt, man. They, they're charging up credit cards. Mm-hmm. They got loans that you know defaulting on. Like so, you know, I think as a society, man, you know, people are making. I've I've had friends, man. I you know. Matter of fact, I had a friend. He used to play for the Chiefs. I'm not gonna mention his name, but um, you know, we sat down. We went to uh, you know, we used to do. We had dinner together one night, and and we, you know, you thinking everything is good, right? You play, you know, play for the Chiefs. You mm-hmm. know, you you know, you big time, you know, and from the looks of it, don't look like you're struggling mm-hmm. at all, you know. And and uh, one day we were sitting there. He was like, "Look, man, I just I need you to pray for me." And I'm like, "Why?" He was like, uh, "Man, I'm in debt. <laughs> yeah, I owe all this money, you know, and things ain't looking good for me. you know. In a nutshell, it wasn't looking good." And I'm like, "Dang!" So I went home and told my wife, "I'm like, you wouldn't believe this dude is in debt." Yeah, I wonder how many of them are. Yeah, you know, and I tell you what about that story though. I didn't have no money either. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have no money, man. And that bill was expensive. <laughs> <laughs> and I took on the bill. Oh, really? I'm like, man, I'm about to pay for this bill. <laughs> you know, just to, man, I went home almost crying. Because <laughs> he ate like a, man, he ate. <laughs> He's a big old cheese player. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck? Dude, I'm telling you. I think I only had like a hundred and something dollars in my bank account. And that whole meal was like a hundred and something dollars. Oh. I think we went to like Joe's Crab Shack or something, dude. It was and my meal probably was uh, probably under twenty bucks. And that dude just dude crushing it. Huh? So that's another story. But anyway, <laughs> man, my point is is that sometimes it's not it's not always cracked up. It's not it's not always it's not always as cracked up as what people make it out mm-hmm. to be. You know, so. well, especially like. You hear like you know? Did you watch the th- you watch the thirty for thirty broke? Man, I love those stories. Did you see the, the broke one? Though? <laughs> I get inspired because oh, I'm man. broke. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I'm not broke. But, but in that part, you know, in that that uh, that documentary, they were talking about just the culture, mm-hmm. like of of um, you know, they were talking specifically on the football and just like the culture inside of football, how like they're always trying to outdo each other and outspend each other. Like right. oh homeboy came came through with with a Ferrari, the next dude's gotta come with like whatever, the Lambo. Right. Like they always gotta, oh here's what I got. Mine's a little bit better. Right. Like they're always trying to do that. And then when they right. retire, they got nothing. Nothing. 
nothing. Nothing. Yeah, and it's cause, nothing. I guess because there's like no, I don't know, if they just need a better system. You know, they do the little orientation type stuff when players first come into the league. But they, it seems like they need the, to do something a lot more extensive than that to, to prepare. Because right. these are kids, you know. A lot of them, they're, you know, they don't come from the best, wealthiest background where they know how to. I mean, who does, though? Who right. really, who, who gets taught growing up? How to manage your money, how to budget, how to do a, even a checkbook, how to just manage your money. Right. Like a lot of people just don't know that. Then you're suddenly throwing these kids that just got out of college, you're going to throw millions of dollars at them and you just expect right. them to know what to do. Right. It's pretty sad. There's a lot of sad stories in professional sports like that. It's sad. And I, I think for the NFL <clears throat> specifically, it's mm-hmm. really sad. Mm-hmm. There, has, <clears throat> there has to be some type of change that happens specifically with the NFL. Right. Uh, you look at the NBA because NFL players are more likely to go to go broke than any other uh, professional sports, uh, uh, you know, uh, basketball, baseball, whatever. Mm-hmm. NFL, those players are more likely to go broke before any other uh, sport. And number one, there's a lot of factors that play in it. Sure. In that. Number one, that the salaries are a lot lower in NFL mm-hmm. than baseball, hockey, and NBA. Just because there's more players, right. there's a salary cap. Yeah, it's just stupid, kind of man. And uh, and so those players don't get a fair shake, man. They put their bodies through all that dumb stuff, and then they don't get rewarded on top of that. So that's why I think it's sad, even with the concussion cases. Oh, I think it's that's sad. the saddest. That's the yeah, worst. It's sad that these people got to go fight for money. Mm-hmm. Just like the NFL, like just give them the money. You got it. You understand. They got the money. You got the money. You understand. You you understand the severity of of what's going on. You know these people have put their backs on the line. Uh, to for you for for eight five ten years, you know. If they're lucky, I mean, a lot of them yeah. is like what three three and a half years is like yeah. kind of like the average. Yeah, yeah. They average here, career. Yeah. They they they're literally literally the entertainment. Mm-hmm. And another thing too, I man, athletes, especially uh, football and basketball players, they don't understand how much power they have as people. Mm-hmm. If they're not playing, people are not watching. If people are yeah. not watching, the owners are not making money. Right. Think about that. Think about the end of, what the Chiefs said. You know what? We're going to band together, all of us, all 53 of us. We're going to band together and not show up to the game today. Oh, and strike. We're going to strike it. Yeah. What What would happen there? I don't know. I think the union might have something to say about that. They, hey. they better get the union on their side. But Hey, but that's – but still, mm-hmm. that's the power that they have. Oh, yeah. They could shut down. They could shut players down. Players Yeah. Haven't they tried that before? Those strikes. There's been strikes in sports been before, strikes. and then they bring the scrubs in. And yeah. who wants to watch Nobody that? Nobody want to watch scrubs. Uh-uh. Like I tell, like people, I tell people now, like if LeBron James, like for the NBA, if LeBron James, Steph Curry, uh, Kevin Durant, uh, Chris, Paul, like some of your top, your top ten guys in the NBA, if they said, you know what, we're gonna quit the NBA, start our own league, yeah, dude, NBA's in trouble. They would be. Because you think? I don't know those guys because those guys carry influence. Think about it. There was a they dead, do. There was a dead part in the NBA. There, there was a uh, uh, when was it the late? It was after Jordan retired. Oh, as soon as Jordan retired, then, NBA viewership they, went down fifty percent. Yeah, it was. What nobody watching NBA games? Mm-hmm. It was crazy, man. From I, one player. Yeah. When Jordan, I stopped watching. I haven't really. I was a giant Jordan yeah. fan. I'm I'm a five foot ten white boy. And I could dunk in high yeah. school purely because Jordan was my hero from a little kid, and I was always jumping and always yeah. I, my goal was to dunk. 
Yeah. I finally did it just yeah. because of Jordan. When he stopped, I stopped. I stopped watching the NBA. Yeah. He. Yeah. It was. See. So when Jordan. So when Jordan retired, uh, there was a lot of other top players at that time that kind of left. They kind of like went out with them. Mm-hmm. You know. I don't think Barkley stayed around too much longer. Nope. Uh, like, there was a lot of those guys that just kind of faded, and the NBA was, like, in a dead spot. Mm-hmm. And then Shaq and Kobe got together. Oh, yeah, that's and right. And brought it back in the early 2000s, yep. right? So, like, and then that transition from Kobe to LeBron, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of kept going. But it would be interesting to see what happens when. Who's this new kid? Z- is it Zion or something? Zion Zion Williamson. Yeah, Duke. that's the new that's the new guy. Yeah, I'm just saying he might, he could probably be the next kind of player like that. People, yeah, he. I mean, he destroyed college. I mean, he was just a man among boys mm-hmm. in college at Duke, and um, I just don't think I don't think he's gonna pan out. To personally, I don't think he's gonna pan out uh, in, in the NBA. Really, I don't. I don't think his He's a very gifted. He's he's talented. He's strong. I mean, he to to be to have his different his his type of stature because he's like six seven, but he's like two seventy or two eighty. So he's like he has the ability to play like a guard, but he also has the ability to play like a big man. Mm-hmm. But I think he's he's just an interesting position. Like if he was like six eight or six nine. I think that he would just, he would be the next up there with LeBron okay. in terms of like all right this 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 is right. the guy this the dude but since he's only six seven it's interesting only six seven that's hilarious he's kind of like he he he's kind of like he would be he he you know who are you remind me of? he remind me of when Charles Barkley first came into the league Charles Barkley was dominant mm-hmm. but he was only six four. You know, but he didn't. He didn't have the game. He didn't have the the skills to handle the ball like Zion does. But Zion reminds me of Charles Barkley. Yeah, he really does. Charles Barkley was okay. He never got a championship, but because hey. he was in the Jordan era, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. So uh, I was a big Barkley fan. I just liked his. He was always tough, just like super yeah. aggressive and tough, and just yeah. you know throwing elbows around. He was only six four. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Well, Jordan was only six six. Yeah, but Barkley played down low. He played. He played. He was a power forward. Yeah, which was crazy. The league was probably shorter then, though, right? I bet your league's gotten taller on the average. Yeah. Throughout the years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I would say. <clears throat> that yeah. was a different era too. Yeah. It's just man, sports are funny. Just yeah. the different eras with every sport, how everything just evolves. Right. Like all the sports. I tell you the biggest one. You, you watch UFC or anything like that? Man, I'm. I'm a huge UFC fan. I don't know any of the fighters. But I'm a huge. I watch UFC though. They're fun to watch, right? Yeah, I'm the right. same way. I like I like watching them, but I don't really follow a whole lot. There's just too many of them. Right. To, I mean, you follow some of the. I don't even follow them, but you pay attention and you know the Conor McGregor's and the John right. Joneses type thing. Right. But the evolution of that, because that sport has only been around for 20, 20 years, roughly. Yeah, it's the future. Yeah, it's the future of of martial arts and, and um, box or mixed martial. It's the future of martial arts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I do believe that. Uh, every time I go to Vegas, I just I, I go by the headquarters, and um, man, it's just beautiful. It's the yeah. headquarters. If you're ever out in Vegas, go just drive by. It's it's beautiful. I've man. never been to Vegas. 
I know, I know. We gotta shut I, the podcast I, right now. Trust okay. me, I want to go so bad. I'm a poker player. I'm a gambler. I want to go to the sports books. I want to go see some shows. Mike Tyson had a show that I really wanted to go see, yeah. like his one man show. Yeah, yeah there's, I want to go. I man, just we gotta shut the podcast down right now. Bet you ain't <laughs> let's do it, man. man. <laughs> I still got my wedding ring upstairs. I need to sell. I'm gonna go pawn that thing. <laughs> we'll go, man. I'm putting it all on black. We're doing this thing. <laughs> That's what's up, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but the they, the headquarters is in Vegas, and uh, it's really nice. It's yeah. Nice. But, yeah, UFC's the it's next 10, 15, 20 years, it will be um, – I love you. The reason why I love UFC, UFC is because you have all of the disciplines in one. Mm-hmm. Jiu-jitsu, you know, wrestling, boxing, um, taekwondo, karate, mm-hmm. uh, you know um, – Judo, judo, um, you get <laughs> you get everything, and mm-hmm. the matchups are like hard to match up people because you're like, all right, this guy's wrestler good. versus a boxer. Yeah, yeah, it's super. Man, I love that. I know, right? You know? It's, it's like, so good. It's so unpredictable. Yeah, that's the know? best thing. Anybody can beat anybody. One yeah. punch, just yeah. one punch. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I trained a uh, uh, fighter um, in the Bellator. Oh, that's huge. Uh, that's three, real big. Four years ago, three years, two, two, three years ago. Anyway, we trained. Uh, he was going against a wrestler, mm-hmm. and uh, my guy is a, is a is a boxer, and so uh, you know we we put on. He was going heavyweight. I think he was fighting at two hundred five amateur, and then for his first pro Bellator fight on national television. Oh wow, cool! He fought at two twenty nine out in Wichita, packed arena, man. And uh, matter of fact, I think I still got clips of that on my Instagram. I think, but anyway, he man, he went out there, and it was a good fight, man. He lost, uh, but it was a good fight, and it was kind of nice to be able to have that up under my belt, you know, to be able to, you know, um, you know, uh, help him achieve his goal mm-hmm. of, of fighting pro, you know, and, and That's it, huge. it was cool. Yeah, I would always, I think I would. Nine out of ten times, take a wrestler over a boxer. Oh, yeah. Just because, I mean, you get a boxer on the ground. Ooh, done deal. What are you going to do? And that's what we, and so with this guy, that's what we were training. I'm like, dude, we can't get to the ground. Yeah, I can't. This guy was good. It was like, all right, if we get to the ground, dude, it's a wrap. Right. For the most part, matter of fact, I'll send that clip over to your Instagram. Do it. But uh, for the most part, man, uh, my guy had him. Man, he had him, man. But like I said, you get him on the ground. <laughs> it's a done deal, <laughs> man. And then, you know, because our 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 whole goal with that training was to uh, stamina. Okay, yeah, okay. Because he, he was lighter. The guy he was fighting was two two forty five. Yeah, but a wrestler, man, wrestlers got stamina for days. They do. That's all they have is stamina, man. They, they do. But we was trying to. We gonna we was gonna we was gonna play on that weight difference, yeah. man. Cause uh you know it 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 does that ten pounds matters. That's man. a lot of weight. Yeah. When you're talking that kind of stuff. Yeah, the extra ten pounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you start to feel that. I bet. I know. I did jujitsu for a little bit. Oh, um, nice. Just for a tiny bit. I I wish I could, I didn't have the time to keep going, but I re, I really love doing it. I, I want to do it so bad. Uh, it was so much. It was a lot of work, but it was so much fun. Yeah. It's rewarding. It you, looks awesome. I man. I would love to. I've messed around with it. Uh, I had a, a buddy that was real hardcore into it, and he'd we you know we'd we'd wrestle around a little bit, and he'd show me a few moves, and 
I could yeah. see myself getting into that. I would yeah. love to choke some fools out. Dude, you just <laughs> you just walk around feeling so confident. Yeah. You're like, man, no, you like you better not even yeah. yeah, you better not even you better not even say a word to yeah, me. Look man. at look at me. Yeah. Look at me. Yeah. I dare you. Just look yeah. at me. And it, it's funny because when I was doing jujitsu, I always <clears> find, I always found my everybody I came in contact with, I always find myself planning my uh, attack. <laughs> like if this guy tried to come, like I'm, all, like I'm always sizing people up, you know. And it, you know, I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> to the point where people were coming to my gym. One of my clients, I, dude, I actually like picked a fight with this dude. <laughs> I'm like, bro, like, and I was just like, you, you, like, you can't beat me. Like I'm, I'm just out the blue, like. You know, right? You cannot beat me. Let's go right now. Let's roll right now. On this like, <laughs> man, dude, we rolled for seven minutes straight in front of his wife because his wife was one of my clients. That's a too. long time. Se- seven minutes, man. We was on my floor was like carpet. No dude, offense, man. You don't look like you can go for seven minutes dude, on cardio, dude. <laughs> That's I a long time, seven, dude. And this dude was this dude was like six three, six four. We went. So I wasn't in the shape to do. I wouldn't. The thing about me is. Mentally, you and you're not gonna beat me mentally. Mm-hmm. I've always been that type of guy. I can tell. Like coaches would come to me, like people would be faster than me, lighter than me. But I had that. I got this switch in my head mm-hmm. to where it's like it's a beast mode switch. Nice. You ain't gonna stop me, and I'm not gonna quit until I get what I want. So that's what happened with him, because he actually beat me. But I ran out of stamina. But he didn't know I ran out of stamina. Yeah, because my my switch kicked off, and so he ran out of mental strength and stamina. Yeah, and I choked him out in front of his wife. Seven minutes. <laughs> it was a seven minute roll, like battle. I'm not talking about no. This is a big dude. No, for he's sure. about two forty, two fifty, six three, six four. So it was it was a you know it's a grown man against another grown man. Right. This is constant rolling and. People, people don't understand how much energy it takes. Just roll with anybody for two minutes. Yeah. You are going to be gassed. Yeah, it is gassed. Tough. tough. It is tough. Yeah, it's tough, man. And so, yeah, choked him out, man. And seven mm. minutes with a whole bunch of carpet burns on my arm. <laughs> it was worth it, though. <laughs> it was worth it, man. And I still... I still kind of like hold that in my heart as like a, I can tell. Like a, <laughs> I didn't get no medal for it. Right. I just I just feel good about Heck that. Heck yeah! You know? another, I tapped out another grown man in front of his wife. That's that, you ain't gonna beat me in front of my wife, but right. But I'm gonna beat you in front of your wife though. <laughs> <laughs> just so emasculating. Right. right. Oh, that poor guy. Poor wife. Oh man. Uh, I bet they don't talk about that one very often. No, he certainly don't bring it up. <laughs> Man, that's hilarious. But anyway, yeah, UFC is the is the future, man, for sure. Yeah, I think so. Think anyone will ever die in the ring? Yeah, I do too. Yeah, they will. They yeah. Some people getting bigger, faster, stronger. Techniques yep. getting better. Yep. Something's gonna happen. Yep. I would love to see UFC clean it up just a tiny bit. How so? Uh. I think the I think the I think the weight cutting uh cuz that's pretty dangerous that that not the weight cutting maybe but maybe like maybe some of the hits to the back of the head and um you know I, I think mm-hmm. if they I think it'll be interesting because it's easy to hit somebody in the back of the head when they're on the ground face down mm mm-hmm. mhm I think it's. I think there should be like um, 
um, just, I think a couple of shots shouldn't be allowed. Okay. And I think it number one, it'll make it harder for people to 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 score. <clears throat> hmm. You know. Um. I just think it, if they made it a little bit more safer, it'd be harder. It would be tougher. Yeah. Yeah. Because right it, right now it's just free. It's just you know it's just it, it's just by any means necessary for the most part, right? Most part. And I think mm, it's not really. It doesn't really bring out the talent. Yeah. But the like boxing. Boxing is talent. You a boxing fan? I used to be. Yeah. Then UFC when, came when, around. When Tyson was like George, man. When Tyson oh, okay, left, right. When Tyson left, man, I stopped watching boxing. Sure. Man, boxing was boring. I tried to watch the little HBO segments on Friday boxing night or whatever. Ruined it. Or, I mean, Tyson ruined Tyson, boxing, man, didn't he? He ruined. He, dude, we didn't even think Tyson. You said it correctly. Tyson ruined mm-hmm. boxing. He did. Ruined. What are you gonna watch now? Tyson and, Fury. And even when Mayweather, Adrian Broner. <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on. Manny Pacquiao? Please. You know why I'm watching that, man. Nah. Boxing, yeah. So boxing is a skilled sport, right? Sweet because science. It's a science, right? And I would love to see UFC get to that level of science, of, of really like, because I think it will be harder. I, yeah. I, I think I think it would make it a little bit more difficult, which would which would really up the stakes in it. And I, I think it yeah. would be, be cool. Jiu-Jitsu is a lot like that. If you yeah. Just watch. I mean, that's a yeah. sweet science sweet there, science. and it's constantly yeah. evolving. Yeah. Constantly, there's new moves yeah. and just new. And that's why when they when I see a black belt in jujitsu, that's a true black belt. Depending on where you guys belt from, right? But, but yeah, yeah, a but true that, black a belt. True, that's a true. That's a guy that is legit. Yeah, there's yeah. not a true jujitsu black belt. There are not many men on this planet Earth that can do anything to that guy. No. They're no. just technicians and they yep. know how to do I mean, that big dude you're talking about, a guy my size could take him if he's a black belt. Right. No matter what. Right. Yep. Yeah, but I would see I would have loved to see a little bit more science with it. Okay. I think I think it'll really up the stakes yeah. in it. Yeah. And yeah. I think yeah. and I think it would increase the viewership. Huh. Because now people are I've met a lot of people yeah. that are they they like oh I don't want like my I don't want to watch that but she'll watch a boxing match. Is it just because it's less gory, less yeah, yeah, less yeah. less violent, yeah, it, yeah, it perceived yeah, less yeah, violence? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, hmm, boxing's worse though. I mean, boxing it, with the, but the yeah, it's a crazy, but it's, it's a crazy thing though. But it doesn't. But I mean, like, could, as, maybe not the violence, but the head trauma you receive in boxing right. is just you it's don't constant. You, you don't see that right because it's at the moment and that takes a long time to develop in your brain. Right. But look at like how Muhammad Ali. Right. Like these older boxers that can't even talk anymore. They're just right. stuttering their words. You didn't right. see that when they were getting hit. Right. And that's that's what's sad to me. I don't know. I'm not a huge boxing fan because it's just, it's not, at, because I know it's not a real fight. Like, because right. the, the, the uh, Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather fight, <laughs> Conor would destroy Floyd in less than 15 seconds if it were a real fight. Oh yeah. I mean, real street. If they were in a cage, he wouldn't stand a chance. But since right. it's this, all these rules and all they can do is hit each other. It's a completely different sport. And it's just, right. it's like I'm not gonna watch you guys fight when I know it's a, it's not really. That's not how it would really happen if you guys were to really fight. Right. So the funny thing about that thing is, and but people don't. I've never and people didn't talk about the <clears> other side of that. Is that I, that was I, that was probably the most impressed. I, I love watching that fight. 
lot of people didn't like watching that fight. I, I, I enjoyed loved it, it because it's it it different. It's different, and mm-hmm. it and it people don't understand what it did for the sports. Mm-hmm. It did a lot. It it broke that barrier. So now, That's I think true. you're gonna see a lot of people. You're gonna see a lot of MMA guys. Matter of fact, you're gonna see probably boxing. So boxing sucks so bad right now. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't doubt. I wouldn't. You, you're probably gonna see a collaboration between boxing and MMA, and I think it would be a sweet one. I think it would be a neat one to have guys switch over every now and then. Yeah, yeah. but those boxers don't want the, the boxers don't want any part of that. They don't I think they the don't UFC want guys are all about that, but the boxers are like, nah, we know we're gonna get our yeah. asses handed yeah, yeah, to yeah. us. So, but I think that would be man. I think that would be like. That would be super cool. So it'd be like a hybrid almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think boxing may have to, they may be forced because I think boxing sucks right now, man. It does, but they're still making money. I mean, they're still they making still making. For, I mean, they're still, well, if, you know, there's all these, I don't know. And, it's and it's, it's weird. It, it's weird. Yeah. But I think that, um, so the thing about that, oh, the, the thing about the Mayweather thing is that McGregor, you know, he went into the ring. Mm-hmm. But Floyd would never go into the cage. No, no, not without that, some like serious no, rules. And no, yeah, yeah, because that that would do. Number one, that he's would too dest- smart for that. Number one, that would yeah, that would destroy his brand. Period. Well, it's he not would, that. It's not that it would destroy his brand. He I think he'd be like, yeah, he'd, he'd get, get annihilated. And he don't want. He don't. He don't want people to see him lose like that. He get, he's too smart for that. He would get annihilated. Oh yeah, it would. <laughs> oh yeah, it would. Like I said, and I mean, you wouldn't even take. You don't even need Conor McGregor to whoop him. You could probably take uh, just. Who was that? Uh, Mighty Mouse Johnson, that little guy. Yeah, he'd destroy him. Yeah. I mean, the, anybody, anybody in the UFC would destroy Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather. Right, I agree. Yeah, wouldn't even be a fight. Nah. <laughs> and that's why I'm like, why am I gonna watch boxing when I know these dudes can't really fight? When they can box, they right. whoop my ass. I ain't saying right. I'm gonna do anything right. to them, but right. Yeah. You know, I want to watch the pinnacle of pinnacles. Right. No, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. Okay. Yeah. So, um, boy, we haven't even really touched on Dream Muscle Coffee. Man, we didn't even touch the coffee. Ain't even touch this coffee. So you got yourself a little. Uh, what you got? A coffee business here, huh? Yeah. Want, something uh, like that. Yeah. What? What? So it's protein coffee, or something. What's? Uh, explain your coffee and your little your your coffee story to me, because I'm I'm really curious. Yeah. So there's so much about it. I'm curious about. Yeah. So we started. Uh, Starting the, I've been in the coffee business almost four years. Okay. Uh, started in 2016-ish. Okay. Um, I had a buddy of mine who uh, owned a coffee shop, and it, it went under, and he, he left me with 300 pounds worth of beans. And so they were sitting in the back of my gym, and I'm like, I don't even know what to do with this Green stuff. beans? No, like roasted beans. Oh, they were already roasted. Already roasted. Okay. Smells so good. Every time people walked to my gym, they were like, "Oh, this stuff smells so good." And and so I got smart, being a hustler that I am. I'm like, I'm about to bag these and sell them. You smell it, it's yours. You know, if you want them, they're yours. And so here's your quarter sack of beans. I was hustling, man. I was dude. I was hustling beans, man. And uh, and so I I began to do that, and um, then. So every morning I would have a cup of protein and a cup of coffee on my way to my gym. And uh, one morning. What do you mean a cup of protein? Like protein powder? Yeah, protein okay. powder. So it would be in one coffee cup. I would put my protein in the coffee cup. Okay. And then I would have my coffee in another cup. Okay. But you know, when you're in the, driving a car, like in my car, 
you can't put two cups like that in the car. So you I'm can't. literally driving. I'm driving. You can put like cups like this in there. Okay. But oh, like, coffee mugs. Coffee mugs. Oh, straight so up I'm, mug. <laughs> I'm driving mugs. <laughs> like this is stupid, man. And uh, I was you didn't like, realize they made those or what? Man, I don't even know. <laughs> you know, I don't even know. I didn't even pay attention, man. So one day, I was like, you know, I gotta find a way to put these in one cup. And I had the and I was like, I got the beans, protein powder. Instead of me drinking two cups, I could drink one cup. That's why our website is drinkonecup.com. And I was like, all right. So I went to my gym after my session. Dude, I begin, I start to mess with it. I took the whatever protein powder that I had. Okay. I took the beans. I had to grind them up, you know, and I started messing with it. And uh, the first samples of it was nasty. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> I used my clients as my... Uh, Guinea pigs. My guinea pigs. <laughs> and, um, man, I just, every day, I would just mess with it. I tried, I mean, we would, my research, I would go home and research things, and I would go buy ingredients and all that stuff. And to fast forward a year and a half, after that process, I actually found a formulation, and uh, it was pretty good. It took a year and a half to get the formula half. down. Yeah, a year and a half. Because the first. Was that getting frustrating? Like, and I quit, like. I quit like two or three times. Right. And the formulation that I had, I uh, came up, I came, it was by accident. Like all great inventions. Yeah, it was by accident. And so I had to backtrack it. I had to figure out what had happened. Okay. And um, I was like, you know what? Then I was trying to find a way to get a bottle. And so to figure, you know, find out that I can bottle it myself. So I ordered the bottles, you know, I didn't have any labels. I didn't want to write marker, no, you know, marker on the <laughs> front. Like yeah, you want to look just, real. Yeah, so I just left yeah. it. I just, you know, blamed it on it being a test product. Okay. You know, um, gave it out to my clients. They loved it because I what I when I was developing it. So the first formulations, it was all like a lot of it was good, but it was like a lot of sugar and carbs. It just it wasn't good for you. Okay. And I didn't feel good about putting that product out to market just because I at the same time I was trying to keep my clients healthy instead of them going to Starbucks. I wanted them to have an alternative to have yeah. a good quality coffee with protein yeah. in it and it'd be something that it would be good for them. Right. And so uh, I got it bottled. <laughs> I think I did 36 units the first um, the first order and no labels and my clients ate it. They ate that stuff up. Is and it cold coffee? It's Hot. cold. Okay. So the, the protein coffee was cold. Okay. Yeah, at the time it was cold. And so uh, uh, each 12-ounce bottle had 190 calories, uh, 5 grams of sugar, um, 15 grams of protein. Oh, wow. Uh, nice. Non-GMO, no preservatives, no lactose, no soy, no whey. It was super clean, man. And uh, I went through every type of protein. I went through every type of coffee bean. What kind of protein is it? It's casein protein. Okay. Yeah, so it's still a dairy source of protein. But with casein, it's slow digesting. So. Okay. It tricks the body to thinking it's full, which increases the metabolism, uh, all that good stuff. Depending on who you talk to, they'll say that it's bad for you. So they call it al- allergies and it's messes with hormones, all this dumb stuff, man. Mm-hmm. But that's with anything. They say coconut oil is bad. Researchers are saying coconut oil is bad. Really? Like, hell, man. There's all kind of stuff. Uh, so they said marijuana was bad. They said, you know, now we trying to legalize marijuana and and putting everybody on CBD. Hurry so. up and legalize that shit, where's it? <laughs> right. So trying to get like, high. <laughs> so, you know, 
it just it, it mm-hmm. just it, it depends on who you talk to. But so we did thirty six units the first time, thirty six units the second time, seventy two units the third time, seventy two units the fourth time, hundred units, two hundred units, and then we just like boom, boom, no labels. <laughs> no labels. No I, labels. I love your label. It's so simplistic, but I I don't know why, but I do like I like that DMC. I appreciate. It looks it. dope. Yeah. Do you make it. that yourself, or did you hire someone to? I made it myself. Really? I, I dig it. Most everything that we do, I've done it myself. <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh, I'm know, not surprised. You know that's how that's how you got to roll at the beginning. That's right. Know? So, uh, but yeah, we got it bottled, and uh, man, it just took off. And I, I mean, we was doing, and so we did that for two years. Uh, Two, uh, two years maybe. I did that. Just we did direct to, all out the gym mainly. Mainly at the gym and online. Yep, direct to consumer. Mm-hmm. Uh, through our website, social media, and all that good stuff. Right. And then I took a trip. Two thousand, early part of two thousand seventeen. No, early part of two thousand eighteen. Last year, I oh. took a trip to L.A. To have you heard of Bulletproof Coffee? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, Dave Asprey. Dave Asprey. That's yeah. the dude. So I went out to L.A. to the first uh, Bulletproof cafe. I think it might have been the only location. MCT oil. Yeah. Grass-fed butter. Grass-fed butter. Spun up. Yeah. Yeah. That's the that's the trick. Yeah. And went out to Santa Monica. And, man, it was uh, life-changing. Uh, if you ever out of Santa Monica, go to Bulletproof. I've never been to California either. I want to go so bad. I know I'm disappointing everybody right now. I want to go. Here's and you know the silly this thing. This dude is disappointing everybody. <laughs> I want to go to California for like just a few stupid reasons too. I want to go to the comedy store. Okay. I want to go to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Okay. I want to go In and Out Burger. And that's my California trip. Like I, I hit them three things. I'm yeah. good to go. Show me whatever else. I, I gotta smoke the. I gotta smoke the California weed. Yep. You know I gotta try it. Everyone right. raves about it. I mean, I, right. It's. So, I wouldn't smoke it. I would just smell it work. <laughs> so California weed, man, it's um, it's interesting. So I tell people all the time, if you're gonna smoke weed, go to Las Vegas. Oh really? They got the cleanest weed in the country. Yeah. It's way better. Um, it's um, really, yeah. California right now is pick, it's, pick, Cal- picketing you right now. Yeah, California. Well, Ca- California is cheaper though. Vegas, okay. is, Vegas, is a lot more expensive just because Vegas there's the higher regulation. Okay, and, makes sense. And it's it's super clean. They, they researchers say that Vegas Vegas weed is cleaner than food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you go buy at any dispensary in Vegas, like you're gonna see, it's very technical, it's very scientific. Wow. In California, you're gonna get stuff without labels on it. <laughs> <laughs> you get nothing. You're like, man, what is this? Oh, that's some cookies or something. You know, uh-huh. you're like, oh, okay, we're oh, okay, well, whatever. It's I, an indica, whatever. Smoke whatever, it, whatever. I, yeah. I guess I'll take your word for it. Yeah. <laughs> right on. But yeah, man. So. uh Sorry, I, I took us down a path, but so you're going to Bulletproof Coffee and, and, and Oregon. Okay, Oregon, Oregon is up there with Vegas. Yep, wow. yep. Just so you know. Well, now I know. Yep, it's a little bit more expensive, but it, it's up there with Vegas. I mean, if you're gonna make a trip out there, you yep. probably don't mind spending a little extra money on right. whatever. Yeah. So, it's it's uh and it's funny when I first went to the dispensary uh, in Vegas uh, when they when they first legalized it, um, man, you know, you thought you I thought I was gonna see a whole bunch of you know, ghetto people up in there. Mm-hmm. Nah. No. Nah. 
We're like CEOs up in there. Yeah, you know what I'm bougie, saying? Bougie, <laughs> bougie people up in there trying to get their smoke on. Yeah, man, it's crazy. It changes. It changes your thought process. Yeah, because you know the media has portrayed it as it like being like urban and hippie-ish and like mm-hmm. just like these are people who are whack. You know, I'm like, but no, these are people who are professionals. Professionals. These are people that we see out in. These don't look like bumps. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it just changes your thought process on everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I went out to Santa Monica, and uh, man, I had an experience at the Bulletproof Cafe. Man, I, man, it was life changing. Like really? the, it's just neat to see that whole concept in action, and used to see so many people rallying around that concept. What was it about it that just got a hold of you? Well, what, it's, what? it's butter and coffee mm-hmm. and, and MCT oil. But mm-hmm. to see people lined out the door. To grab that product because their menu is not the they don't have a big menu. Okay, the menu is literally like bulletproof coffee, black coffee. Huh. Uh, they got like two or three food options. Cold brew coffee. It's not that big. It, I mean, they got a lot of they got a huge retail side of it. You know, with the cold brew coffees or whatever. This dude that was next to me in line, he had like a big sack full of cold brew bulletproof coffee. He said he comes in every week to get these coffees. Those coffees aren't cheap per bottle. Okay. They're like five, almost six bucks per deal. He may have got a discount. Let's say five dollars per. So he probably had a hundred dollars worth of coffee in that bag. Four hundred bucks a month on coffee. Yeah. And so I was Minimum. like, this is crazy. So just had a really good experience, man. Ordered the ordered the uh the basic bulletproof coffee. And uh man, it was life changing. It felt it felt good. I'm like, huh. It is, is different. It's different. I heard about it. When uh, so I'm obviously a podcast fan. Uh, Joe Rogan's my my favorite podcast. And okay. He, he yep. had uh, Dave Asprey on years ago when he first started the Bulletproof thing. Yep. And it sounded interesting to me when they were breaking it down, why you add the v- butter and the MCT oil and what that does, and uh, the way it was explained to me, it's like a slow drip of caffeine. You drink a black right. cup of coffee, and all that caffeine gets you pretty quick. Right. And you kind of have a crash. A lot of people do. Right. But the, when you do the with the butter and the MCT, it slows the the caffeine is like a slow drip, so you constantly have like a slow like a not as high of a high, but it's a more consistent, longer lasting caffeine rush without that big crash. Right. Yep. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly science, what it is. bitches. Yeah. Right. Look at me go. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly man and. And that's why, like one of our the one of the, uh, the um, characteristics of what we do is that our coffee does three things: sustainable energy, uh, mental clarity, and increased metabolism. So what I tell people with our coffee, there's no crash. So we developed a protein coffee, and since then we developed a, a cold brew coffee with uh, MCT oil, uh, hemp oil, CBD. Nice. And then we uh, did our <coughs> we have um, a coffee and juice. That we a have. coffee and juice. We have a coffee and juice. What's that? Uh, Can you not tell me? Is it proprietary or something? Well, c- kind of, but okay. we 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 put coffee and juice together. That's that doesn't sound and good. So if you go to our weird. our truce location at forty one hundred one Truce in Kansas City, Missouri, you can get a made to order coffee and juice that has become one of our most popular drinks, and we have a few different flavors in that. Uh, cranberry grape lemonade um so yeah it's uh, that's interesting it's super good 
It's interesting. It's become one of my favorite. And so, uh, what kind of juice do you like? What's your favorite? Uh, as far as the juice coffee or just juice spirit? Yeah, just the juice, the juice, juice coffee. I guess. What do you like to mix? What's uh, lemonade? We lemonade coffee. It's super good. It's my favorite. I drink it sounds it interesting. It sounds good. I can see it. I've had some really good coffee that tastes like lemon tea. So, okay. So I could see how that would be yeah. like. It's super good. It's my favorite. Yeah. I believe you. I want to try it. Yeah, I've got it. Super good. And then we just, well, we we just, uh, we got a product. Matter of fact, that's in my cup now. I got a product called, um, well, it's not a, it's not mine, but it's, it's just a part of the coffee business. Mm-hmm. It's called Cascara. And um, it's the, it's the, uh, it's the fruit that comes off. The, it's the shell that comes off the coffee bean. Okay. And so, you know, you brew it. It's kind of like a coffee tea-ish type deal. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It's super good. I like it. This is hot, but I drink it cold. Yeah. And the cold brew is super good. Yeah, I've never had cold brew. I always, I just drink hot coffee. I mean, I've had iced coffee, but I've never had that cold brew stuff. So let me, t- so let me, so you haven't been to Vegas. I know, man. You haven't I been to California. Heard, I, you haven't had cold brew. <laughs> but let me tell you something. I'm being honest with you, just you like are, I'm honest with are, myself. You are, you are, yeah. <laughs> I'm letting you know all my, all my faults here. <laughs> right. You are. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I need to live more. What can I say? I thought I've lived, but now I've got I've got some living to do. Man, you need to go to Vegas, do a podcast in Vegas. I do want actually. I do really want to do, do that. one in LA. Like just, I'd love to. Yeah, I just go gotta see. find people. To, yeah. If I can get someone, I was not joking about my ring upstairs, my old wedding ring. I do want to sell that and take that money and go to Vegas. And I would totally, if I could find some cool people to have on the podcast, take all my shit out there and do a podcast there or. And or California, That'd man. Whenever, dude, I can, man. Whenever you're ready for that, like I can help you with that. Really? I can help you. We can get some people on the podcast. I know, I, I know some people in, man. Some, in some places, cause I, I go there all the time. That's okay. I, do, I, I do a lot of business. I do a lot of business in L.A. and Vegas. So, um, you know, so I, I'm I'm out there all the time. We can be the next Robin Big. <laughs> Robin Big. Man, that was classic. I, dude, I used to watch that stuff religiously, man. But Big, man, he, he died. Yeah. Man, that's sad. Yeah. And uh, I think Rob is still doing some stuff. But, yeah, that's, man. But, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I could help you. I got some. Hey, that'd be dope. Yeah, some contacts out there or something. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I went out there and. um. And, you know, changed my. I came back. I said I'm about to open up a cafe around our concept as well. Mm-hmm. And so we did, and we haven't looked back. It's it's uh it's been interesting. You know, it's been now when we started developing our product the first time, mm-hmm. we were early. We were early for the for where the market was. Okay, that's good. Now the market is starting to go to where we are. So basically, people are becoming more sensitive to what they put in their bodies and they're watching what they put in their body. Mm-hmm. So they're watching what they put in their coffee. They're mm-hmm. watching what they put in their smoothie. They're watching what they prepare, where they buy their food at. So that's why Trader Joe's and Whole Foods is becoming a, it's expensive. I'm, I was buying at Whole Foods years ago when it was expensive, when people wouldn't even own the health. And yeah. I'm like, this is stupid. I spent like a hundred dollars in there one time, like on three, four five yeah. items. I'm like, this is dumb. Now everybody's shopping at Whole Foods. Everybody's shopping at Trader Joe's. Everybody's shopping at Sprouts. Everybody's shopping at even Aldi's is non no gluten, non GMO. You know, so I'm an Aldi's guy. 
Yeah, they've they've tightened up on their products for sure. <clears throat> like over the last several years, so. it's changed. I've been in all these guys for shoot since I got out of high school. Out of high school, my first roommate and I, boy, we we'd go down to all these together, spend like sixty bucks, seventy bucks, and we'd have everything we yeah. needed for over a week for, for two sure. for two nineteen year old athletes. Yep, for sure. Yeah, for all sure. these was shit. In college or high school? College. Where'd you go to college at? Uh, for a minute, just uh, KCKCC. You, so you you was an athlete there? Yeah. What'd you, what what you do? What sport? Soccer. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. That's cool, man. Yeah. 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 Soccer player. I I I salute you guys. There's a lot of running, man. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah I can I can run for days. I still run. I did eight miles last week. Oh wow. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. I'm trying to get away from that, and uh, I just just joined my first gym just a couple of weeks ago. I'm trying to. You know, I don't like looking at my skinny ass in the mirror. Then <laughs> the mirror thing. I mean, I, I, when I this is like personal here, but I look, I, I hold my arms out like this, and I look, and I look down at my arm. I go, it's all the same size. It's just right. one pull. Right. I don't like it. I take my shirt off, and I'm like, I don't know. It looks fine, but it's not like. I just want to be a little bit bigger, a little. I want to look good. I want to fill out a t-shirt. You know right, what I mean? For sure. So I'm trying to. This is like my first time. I don't know anything about. Like I went in there. Didn't know what a single machine did really. It's just super intimidating. But I'm I'm working on it and trying to Yeah. Improve yeah. myself. Yeah. That's that's what it's about, man. I think uh a lot of I've had to definitely um evolve as a as it pertains to my health and wellness because like I said, I thrive on a challenge, right? I've done hard stuff my whole life mm-hmm. physically. And so uh, when I got done playing in 2013, I played arena football for seven years. Oh, cool. So 2013, Here I Here the Bombardiers or something? Is that uh, what they were? They were the uh, – uh, Kansas City had a few – they had well, they had a, they had one franchise with a few different names. Okay. So they had the Command, they had the Brigade, Brigade they had the Renegades, and then they, the last ones were uh, – they played at the Independent – the Silver – the arena IEC or whatever uh, Independence Event Center Yeah well, it's Silver Silver Silverstein I, Yeah yeah okay Yeah so uh, Man what was the name The Phantoms Okay Yeah they were last The Phantoms Oh you played arena football huh Yeah I played that, arena football That's cool And um, Yeah and so I did that And So when I got done um, Man I just had a hard time Transitioning Because I, like I said I've done I, I've trained football My whole life mm-hmm. and So I don't think I so, you know, when you play football up to your grown person, you know, it's like, what do you do now? So working out was hard for me because I wouldn't compete anymore. I mean, normally when I work out, it's, I'm preparing for something. Okay. And so to go into the gym and just work out, just, work to, work out, out. just to work out, it didn't make sense to me. That makes sense to me, yeah. So I mean, I it makes sense to me that that yeah. doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make yeah. sense. So yeah. I joined CrossFit, <clears throat> and I did it for a while, but that just felt like football practice. I was like, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Quit that junk because I didn't want to get up at five o'clock in the morning. You know, I have done that my whole life. Get up at five mm-hmm. o'clock in the morning, push then, tires around. Yeah, shit. it's just yeah. I'm like I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, started golfing. I'm like I'm gonna challenge myself to become a best golfer I can be. Mm. Uh, forget that. Yeah, that forget that. Golf's <laughs> a waste. And then uh, what else I did? Oh, I did boxing. Oh, nice. And then I did jujitsu. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Not all of them. Yeah. I like that one. And then um, I got into powerlifting. Okay. And that's when, and I still powerlift. Okay. And that's when I, I kind of found like my thing. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
so yeah, I I kind of took a, but other you know in between them, I was just I didn't work out. Okay. Because I just I just hated going into the gym and working out. Working out for no reason, out. nothing. Yeah. It's like it's a stupid thing, <clears throat> you know. And I didn't have like a. I didn't want to be skinny or I didn't want to have a lot of, uh, I didn't have a goal physically. Okay. I didn't want to like, like most people be like, okay, I'm going to come to the gym because I want to lose 10 pounds or I want to, you know, because uh, I already, fe- I had already felt good. I mean, I, I was already eating decent, you know, I was still active. I'm up and running all all, all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still would do push ups and stuff like that. You mm-hmm. know, I just didn't. I get it. Yeah, it was I like, get it. It sucks. Like, yeah. Being in, and then I think the transition to going from like, I've been, I've worked out private my whole life. Like I've had strength coaches, I've had conditioning, you know, I've had people to be around. I've trained with like athletes and performance guys. And, and so to transition and, and in Kansas City, there's not a lot of gyms where you can go and just like, just like the garage, mm-hmm. like the basement and just grind it out. Like everything is commercialized. So I had a hard time going into commercialized gyms and working out with everybody else. It yeah. seemed weird to me. Like it was like these people look like they suck. Like <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was just weird. Like I just didn't feel right. That's so, how I am. Like I I've always worked out doing my own thing on my own. Like right. in my, like I'll do P90X or Insanity or something in my house. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is different sure. doing it with all these other people around. Yeah. It felt weird. And you just start looking at different. He's like, "Oh, this person, you can see he's half-assed." This dude's not even working out. He's just walking he's around. He go on one machine for like two reps, yeah. go to another. And it's like, yeah. It's and like, everybody, they're walking. Everybody's walking around with towels. And I'm like, <laughs> oh wow, this is. <laughs> you got a new towel every machine. <laughs> this is kind of cool. So, I just had to find. I had to find myself again mm-hmm. as it pertained to my my exercise. Okay. Regime. So, because uh, I had to, my life was different. So that I had to, I had to adapt. Mm-hmm. And I had to get out my, I had to do something different, you know. So, and a lot of people, I know a lot of athletes who make that same, who who go through that, but they just do nothing instead. Except me, I just kept trying to find it, trying to find it, mm-hmm. and I found it in powerlifting because I really love powerlifting. Really, I love the adrenaline, I love the challenge of it. There's love, adrenaline in it, huh? Man, I love the, I love the. So let me tell you how I got. In, so let me tell you where that struggle stopped for me. It's when I was in, uh, I was in Venice Beach. And I was walking along um, the um, the boardwalk, and I saw a sign that said uh, Venice Beach Powerlifting Championships. And I'm like, oh. Venice Beach? Oh, that's the that Venice Beach is like the beach where all the okay, yeah, yeah, Venice yeah, yeah, Beach. Yeah. And I saw the, I went to the website and I signed up. Well, once you sign up, that's a commitment to myself. Right. I didn't start training. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's how I got back on track. Okay. Nice. So, so I always commit to something before I'm ready because it forces me to get ready. Yeah. And that's and so some people so you can do two things. You can back out and cancel or you can just go through with it. Mm-hmm. And so for me, if I put anything like if I say, "Okay, I'm going to do that." And then take the actions to to solidify that, then I'm going to do it. No wow. Because I know myself. Yeah. That's just how I work. Now you got some people who would do that and cancel. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do that because I just couldn't. Look, I just couldn't look myself. I couldn't mm-hmm. be man enough to. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do that. So like, for example, 2013. Oh, I tried running. <laughs> Check this out. So in 2013, when I got done, running sucks. It sucks. Sucks. 
So I, I told myself I was going to do a half marathon. Mm-hmm. Kansas City Half Marathon 2013. Well, I, well, so I didn't train for it. Didn't, I, dude, it was bad. I didn't train for it. The night before, my wife and I, we went out to eat Mexican food. Nachos, burritos. All Come on, man. Stuff, You're an man. athlete. You know better than that. Dude, it was bad. <laughs> so I got stomach cramp. Yeah, I'm sure you did. The next morning, mind you, I didn't train for it. Right. I'm doing dumb stuff for my diet. The next day, I'm thinking, like, I got to back out of this. Like, I got to, like, and my wife, she was like, I just, I'm so excited for you to do this. And, she, and I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to let her down today. Like, right. I just can't. I'm, and literally, I'm trying to find every excuse in the book mm-hmm. to back out of this half marathon. I'm like, this this is not going to be, this is going to suck, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, end up getting up, man, and I was trying to make an excuse on the way, man. She wasn't buying it. <laughs> And I get out there. It was intimidating. Everybody looked like runners. Everybody looked like they've trained for this. I come in with some gym shorts on, <laughs> basketball shoes. <laughs> I learned my lesson about that, by the way. Uh, <laughs> you, yeah, dude, it was bad. So I'm like, I was at the back of the line. I'm like, all right, I gotta. I'm here. I gotta. I gotta finish this. Mm-hmm. I gotta. I gotta get through it. And I, I I ran. I don't know how many miles I ran. I ran uh, uh, quite a few miles straight up, straight through. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. I, I, then it was, it was all mental. That whole race was mental for me because I was like, okay, running's I, mental. I gotta have a strategy. I'm not in shape. Didn't prepare for this. My stomach hurt. I gotta really have a strategy. So, um, I told myself I wasn't gonna stop for water because when I if I stopped, I wasn't gonna want to get back going. And I did a few times, but I just kept. I I start looking at everybody else. I never run before, so. They were running while they were grabbing on the run. Mm-hmm. So I started doing that. And I'm like, okay, this is cool because I didn't want – some people were stopping, but I knew if I stopped, I'm, I'm yeah. not coming. I'm not getting back up. I'm the same it. way. <laughs> Once I stop, I can't keep yeah, – yeah, I'm like, oh, my, also my buddy just says, oh, we're done now. You're done. <laughs> right. You're, you're done. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's just, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly how bodies are weird like right. that. Right. Um, um, so, yeah, man. So I, I, I ran several miles straight. I just walked a couple, and uh, I just kept – you know, just kept. I said I had I had to have a strategy. I got to get through this. And uh, mile ten, I caught a cramp in my foot. I've never caught a cramp in my Ooh. foot before, and it was a it was an interesting thing ever, man. So I, I drank some Gatorade or whatever, and it kind of went away. And this lady came on side of me. And she was like, "You can do it. You got three miles left." You know, she was a professor at U at uh, Central uh, Central Missouri. I forget her name. And um, she was she she ran with me the whole time, and I, I finished I finished in like two hours. That's pretty good. Yeah. But um, I finished in two hours and something. It was two hours and a little over two hours. And That seems really good. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't bad for not training. Yeah. I'm 300 pounds. <laughs> that seems pretty good. You know? And so uh, I got done. I was like, wow. I did a half marathon. And, you know, it just felt good, man. Like, I, I'm not going to ever do that again. <laughs> yeah, but. Right. Oh, and then what happened was I learned my lesson about the gym shorts and the basketball shoes and the shirt I was wearing with nothing up under it. Nipple chafing? Oh, my my nipples between my legs. Oh, my God. I'm walking like a zombie, dude. <laughs> it was the worst. You did get the nipple chafing? I've heard of that. That's the thing, huh? Dude. You're supposed to put Band-Aids on them? I didn't have no clue. Yeah. It was horrible. 
It was, dude. It was bad. I had to go. I, we had to go buy whatever we need. I, I don't even know what I put on that dude. Aloe and Neosporin, dude, or whatever. Yeah. I learned my lesson. I see why people wear all this running gear, looking stuff, cause it, and do all that stuff because it, dude, sucks. <laughs> so, I finished. I got my medal, and that's probably one of my. Out of everything I've done, I've done some neat things in my life, but out of everything I've done, that's probably one of my proudest moments. Yeah, because I was like I said, I was I had just got done playing football. I didn't train for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was intimidating. I was fearful, just because I wasn't prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, I was three hundred pounds, so I was bigger than any other runner out there. Yeah, and I did it. And you probably beat a bunch of people too. And I didn't. I did beat some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Wow. So that was one of my. It's pro- probably one of my proudest. Yeah, moments, man. Just thinking about it. That's man. cool. Yeah. So. And then I, after that, I did a whole bunch of 5Ks. Yeah. I kind of found a thing in that. So I was like, all right, I kind of like this. Those so are fine. They're I did, did some 5Ks. Yeah. Yep. And for some good causes. And and uh, then the last 5K I did was like downtown hospital hill. Oh, stuff. Liberty Hospital run Dude, or something like that. That five, that was worse than a 13. That was worse than a half marathon. The 5K? Yeah. I used to I used to live, live there on that route. <clears throat> Yeah, I would run. I would run. That run course those. sucks. Yeah, that dude. I like it. I like, I like the hills. Hill? I like the hills. I love hills. <laughs> By the time we got to the, it was like a power walk for me. Yeah, dude, it was like this hill is not stopping. It just keeps going and going and going. That's the cool thing about running in Kansas City for runners is all the elevation we have. Right, it really makes your work. Really makes you earn it. Like right, three and a half miles is hard. Three and a half miles in Kansas City ain't like Chicago. Chicago is a flat. I mean, it's like this table. You can right. run three and a half miles on that all day. Right, right. But yeah, you go up yeah. and down hills, boy. That's a whole nother game. <laughs> whole nother game when you get hills in that. Man, I'm like, I read to do a 13. Thir- 13, a 13 flat. Instead. <laughs> this is crazy, man. But yeah, so uh, what's the longest you ever ran? Eight. That Well, the longest I've ever ran where I actually set out and just, I'm going to just run and do it. It was eight. Okay, yep. Super cool. Um, but that was, I, I could have gone further, but that's, you know, you, you drive, I, I went to where I go run, parked my car and I'm like, all right, I'm going to go run four miles and then run four back. Well, I got my four miles. I was like, I could keep going. But then you realize you're like, well, shit, if I keep going, I have to come back. So if I do right. five miles, I mean, that's 10 miles. Right. And so you just kind of get like this, you, you, you kind of have to weigh your options. Like, all right, I can keep going, but that means I have to come back. And if I can't make it back for whatever reason, if I run out of water or if I injure myself or something, then what am I going to do? Like I have right. to walk, crawl, but whatever I have to do to get back to my car. Right. So I just went to four. I was like, all right, I'm not going to push it any further, but I, I, I'm pretty sure I could keep, I mean, I know I could keep going, but right. I did. I did hike one time with a backpack, ten miles. Ooh, that's really tough. Yeah, I did ten miles uh, one day. Dang. I did ten miles, then I did ten miles on a bike, which I thought the bike sucks. Yeah. I hate riding bike. I don't. I'm not built for a bike, man. <laughs> I'm built kind of differently. <laughs> built for football, man. <laughs> I ain't built. To, my butt don't belong on no bike, man. I right? tell you that, dude. Man, that junk is a dude. If you don't if you don't want your nuts no more, get, get on, on a, a bike. bike <laughs> if, <laughs> yeah. If you want to destroy any, like, you, you get on the bike. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I'm gonna do that because uh, I'm done having kids anyways. Right. <laughs> How many kids you got? Just two. 
At what ages? Uh, he just turned six. She's gonna be three at the end of the month. Right on. That's super cool. Yeah. That's cool. They're a handful. They're fun. Yeah. Hilarious. Kids are fun, man. Yeah. I love having. I I got four kids. Uh, three boys and a girl, and so. I, I love I love it. I love being around kids, mm-hmm. man. They keep you. You know what? It just they keep you honest. Yeah. They keep you like my kids keep me honest. They keep mm-hmm. me. You know, kids kids are honest. Yeah. They keep you honest, and they they keep you, just wanting to push for more. Oh you yeah. Know, you don't want to, and making sure that you give them a good platform. Mm-hmm. I think the the saddest thing in life is when parents, when kids have to repeat what their parents did. They have to repeat the process. So, like, for instance, like, for me, I'm laying all the groundwork, even as it relates to my business, right? I'm laying all the I'm, – I'm putting down the blueprint, mm-hmm. everything, like, from negotiations to how to deal with people to, you know, just building a pl- – I'm building a true platform. Like, that platform is going to be strong. So, my kids are not going to have to build what – they're not going to have to do the plumbing. They're not going to have to build out the plumbing and all that stuff, right? Right. They're going to have to go into the house and renovate it. Right, mm-hmm. the house is gonna be built, but when I'm done with it, they're gonna have to be able to modernize it and and do some other challenging things. Right, you know, switch your wine as long as you have a good foundation. Yeah, they wanna have, yeah, fun. yeah. because their life is gonna be challenging. Yeah, but I don't want them to have to. I want it to be a different challenge. I want it to be their challenge, not, dang, we gotta pick up the slack for dad, and then like, yeah. I, I don't want them doing. I don't want them building the foundation that should have already been built. Okay. It makes a lot of sense. They shouldn't have to go and correct the foundation. Yeah. They should just be modernizing it yeah. and, and, and working on the roof mm-hmm. and, and, and building on and, and you know, yeah, they, they should be doing other things, other challenging things than fooling with the foundation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the foundation is solid. That's beautiful. Now just keep building, mm-hmm. keep building. Cause your life is going to be challenging enough. You know, it may not. And that's the thing, because my kids are privileged. You know, they didn't grow up like I grew up. Mm-hmm. You know, we had, I had a good parents. I had a good family. They taught us a lot of good, they taught us a lot of valuable things. They taught us how to survive. But we had a good foundation intellectually, spiritually. But economically, we didn't have a good foundation. Mm-hmm. And I'm just being honest, you know. My kids are going to have a good foundation, both spiritually, mentally, and economically. Mm-hmm. But they're still going to have to go through their challenges. Oh, everybody and a lot has of, struggles. Yeah. And a lot of their challenges are going to be with themselves. Right. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of my challenge was not necessarily with myself, but it was in surviving. Okay. You know, and then once I got past survival mode, I could deal with myself. Okay, now, okay, now, Tim, now. Okay, nice. Now, now I get through. <clears throat> okay, now, okay, now I got the bills paid. So now I can I can read. I, I was just going to say that, more. read a book or something. I can yeah. read a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just different. Like, and my kids are going to have to, because there's something in, and they're going to struggle. I think my kids are going to struggle with, uh, maybe with, they're going to struggle with maybe, they're going to struggle struggle with finding themselves. Because a lot of times when the foundations, a lot of like finding, I found myself through building. I'm finding myself through building the foundation. I gotcha. Right. right, I'm, right, finding, right. I'm finding. I'm through find, a struggle. Yeah. I'm through find, yeah. That kind of struggle. I'm finding out like what 
like what t- who Tim is mm-hmm. through the adversity of building the foundation. And so they're going to have to find themselves maybe through, I don't know, not through. It's, it's, gonna, so you don't even know. Don't right? even know. Yeah, it's yeah. just going to, whatever it comes up. Yeah. So that's that's going to be their struggle. So. Okay. Yeah. Struggles are, I mean, yeah. we all have them. I mean, no matter. And we all need them. Yeah. We need them. You don't know what's real until you You just put have it to t- accept them. Dude, you don't know what's real until you put it to the test. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. I'm telling my son that now with these girls. I'm like, bro. How old is he? 17. Oh, my oldest shoot. son. And I told him, I said, the biggest thing, Ooh. the worst mistake you can make is to make a permanent decision when you haven't even, bro, you making it, you, <clears throat> you think you love her, but you ain't even involved in, in becoming a man yet. Mm-hmm. You don't even know what you like yet. You don't even really know what you want yet. So once you find out, I said, what if you find out what you want and then you look at what you got and what if there's a difference in the, in the reality of it? When there's so much changing that's going to keep happening yeah, too. I mean, his hormones aren't done. Yeah. I mean, he's still got all kinds of things yeah. going on. So I told, I said, don't, I said, don't pick before you become. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because, wise words. Yeah, don't, don't, don't pick before you become. Mm-hmm. You know, and I said, you know, you got to grow up a little bit because your your, your things your your likes and dislikes will change. Your pa- yeah. your, your passions will change. Oh yeah, they do. Seventeen, I was a completely different human being than I am yeah. now at seventeen. Completely right. different. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. I I had a, I was in love at seventeen, eighteen w- with a young gal in high school. Thought I loved her. I mean, I mean, I loved her at the time with everything, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we broke up and it was a tough breakup. I was like, man, I thought I was gonna be with her forever, like you know. And then the crazy, you know, I don't know, right? You know how it is, right. just, And then you look back at it now, it's like, oh my god, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> I am so glad I would have been with her for twenty something <laughs> years now. How awful that would have been, just dude. And then you find him on Facebook, and you're like, woo. Yep, I dodged a bullet there. Look what Dude, happened to that girl. I told my son, I said, man, you'll be looking at Facebook 10 years from now, and you're going to be glad yeah. you took my advice. Yes. You know, because, like I said, things are going to change. You mm-hmm. know, and I said, you don't want to be I, – I, I told him, I said, how do you need, how, how do you even know that you, you're going to live in Kansas City? Right. You don't want to be with somebody who wants to stay in Kansas City their whole life. Because I know he, his interest, he, he's in the fashion stuff, and he, he wants to travel a little bit. I'm like, Dude. The worst thing you can do is settle with someone who has very little perspective and worldview. And, you know, you don't want to be stuck at the local quick trip hanging out with this girl who doesn't want to leave her family. And you just you just have to – there's a lot more to the equation that you got to consider. Mm-hmm. Because I think, like, even when I was in junior college, I thought the worst thing that – you could do in junior college. You know, most places, junior colleges are in smaller towns. Mm-hmm. So these athletes go there and they get stuck because they have they start having babies with the local women. Right. Guess what? Now you're in a town of 3,000 for the rest of your life. Oh, or you have to, gosh. Or you got to go back there and, and, and dude. <laughs> and you don't want to be in one of them towns. It's all hicks. Just ignorant Man. people a lot of the time. They ain't nothing to do. It ain't a- I mean, you just what? <laughs> You're going to drive 30 minutes to go to Walmart <laughs> to hang out? Please. Yeah, so, yeah, man. So, these, these, I, I'm like, dude, I I know guys now that are still stuck in the town that we play junior college that they just, for whatever reason, they just got, you know, they started having kids there and got stuck with girls. And I'm like, dude, forget that. That's sad. So, your vision has to be much bigger than where you are. It really does, because vision is the inspiration and motivation of our existence. And so uh, if we don't have vision, then we, we're just dying a slow death. 
because vision inspires it pulls us towards it pulls it vision gives us hope in the midst of adversity mm-hmm. and so that's the only that's the only thing I've had my whole life is a vision I've always saw myself further than where I was you know even when I was working a, a traditional uh, job you like I would on my lunch break I would just go and just do business I would like do business on my lunch break I wouldn't eat with everybody else I would go to the storage room and eat I would eat right in my office and close the door you know I would I would never eat with everybody else mm-hmm. because I didn't want to be like everybody else. So, you know, I didn't go to the happy hours, you know, because I didn't want to be like everybody. People used to, when I worked a traditional job, people used to be like, you don't go to that, you don't hang out, we go to Christmas party. I'm like, for what? Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I'm, I'm just doing a service. And once my service is done, I, this is yeah. not my family. Yeah. These people don't care about you. You don't care about me. I'm not, yeah. yeah. I forget that I'm about to get this money. <laughs> yeah, I'm not worried about hanging out at no Christmas party. Right, I can I do my own Christmas party. Matter of fact, I'm with y'all 40 hours of the week. I'm not gonna be hanging with y'all any like I'm gonna do my time yeah. when I'm done. Man, you're not my family. You're not my friends. Yeah. We just work together. Yeah, because at any moment for you, any any at any moment that you have, you you're gonna throw me under the bus. Yeah, because this is a this is everybody's getting paid. Mm-hmm. We we all taking we all taking a dollar. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, whatever you got to do to increase your dollar. I'm out of the equation. Yeah. And I understood that going in. Maybe it, they may not have been their intentions, but I, I was already there. I was already prepared, you know, mm-hmm. because I, I knew like, number one, I knew I had to build up enough confidence in myself to step away from my job. And that's what I did, man. Uh, you know, I, I, I like I'm done. Like, I, I you know, I'm just I'm gonna bet on myself. Now I had a family. Yeah, I'm getting some other stuff now. I had a family and and I had a whole bunch of bills, and it was tough, man. But I stepped away from my job. I gave him my notice. I walked away, and the day I walked away, I almost cried because I'm like, I don't know what I just mm-hmm. did. I've been here eight years. I was making decent. Actually, I'm, actually, I was making really good money. Um, it was comfortable. It was I was stable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the trap. It's the trap. It's the man. trap. You get, you just get suckered in because you got you got the stability and you got everything that you know looks good on paper. Yeah, it's a trap. I'm trapped. I don't like it. You know, I tell people now. Now I'm not. Now what I did was extreme because I, dude, I I had a plan, but it was still extreme. Mm-hmm. What I tell people now is use your job. Think of your job as the investor. Okay. Right. So you're not just you don't want to just work to rack up a whole bunch of liability. You don't want to just work to pay for a whole bunch of liabilities. You, why are you working? You want to live like you broke and you want to stack every dollar right? Mm-hmm. or throw it into your business. That's your investor. Right. And then because if I had worked a crappy job right now, that's all I would do. Mm-hmm. Instead, I'm not gonna waste. The, I'm not gonna waste my time. Just keep doing crappy stuff over. So what I'm I'll say, I'm gonna suffer because I'm gonna suffer for eight months, right? Eight months. I'm gonna use that money, and I'm gonna get my stuff up and running. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm out. And that's what I would. That's what I tell people now. Don't just keep suffering because what you do with your money was gonna allow you. It's gonna. It's gonna either shorten your suffering or it's gonna lengthen your suffering. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You take you take your get paid and you take your money and you go out to eat and spend your money at Red Lobster and on dumb stuff, that's gonna prolong the suffering. Yeah, but it's endless shrimp. Okay, well maybe. I mean, you know, <laughs> all you can eat shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Yeah. It's gonna prolong the suffering, man. So I don't 
You know, I tell people, just take your money and, you know, there's no need to impress people. Because the people you're trying to impress are broke anyway. they just making it look better than you. And they don't care. You're not really <laughs> impressing them. You're no. probably annoying them. You're right. I see, I see some people on, you know, social media, friends of mine that I've known for a long time, and I see them living in these nice houses, driving these nice cars, going on these vacations. Mm-hmm. And my first first initial thought is how much debt do you have a ton you must it must be but they they seem to be doing it they seem to be all right with it i mean again you never know but it just i don't know i they uh, what we talked about earlier right <clears throat> mm-hmm. they think they're all right with it because mm-hmm. they be, they people be lying on it everybody's lying to themselves to the, in 2019 man mm-hmm. everybody's lying to themselves it's something i i've, I've done it too man you know you Oh, we're all guilty of Yeah, it. you you do. Ego. Your ego gets in the way, right? It gets in the way. So, like, you you do things because you think that it will it will, it will get better. Or Like, for instance, like, back in the day, when I didn't have, so say I had a bill that was, that was 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have 150, I didn't pay the bill at all. Right. Right? Because I told myself, well, I only got 50. So I take the 50 and go out to eat and go to the movies. Right? Because it just, for some reason. It I just, understand that. I totally you know what get I'm that. Yeah, I do. I'm like, I can't pay it, so I might as well just have fun. I might as well have yeah. fun with it. And uh-huh. I think that's what people do. Uh-huh. I think they, they, they do that with their life. You know, they say, well, I guess I might as well get this house. I'm already in debt. You know, it, at least it made me feel better. Yeah, you know, so, so like think. it's a crazy, it's a, it's the it's a weird. I don't even know what you how you term how, what time terminology you put on that, but it's a weird thing. Mm-hmm. And so we have to. So I've had to train my brain. Like, okay, if I if I owe one hundred and fifty, I can at least do forty. If I got fifty, I can at least do forty. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I can at least chip away at it. There you go. You know, like yeah. like. So I'm an all or nothing guy, and this goes with my this goes with my personality specifically. So if I don't have it all, I won't give it at all. Okay. Right. Instead of just chipping away at it. Right. A guy sat down with me a while ago. He uh, actually some years ago. He asked me one time. He said, "How do you eat the elephant?" And I didn't honestly. It sounds simple now, but I didn't have the answer for it. I'm like, it's a trick question. <laughs> How do you eat the elephant? And I'm like. I said, I don't know. He said, you eat the elephant one specific bite at a time. And that stuck with me. And it's still, and it's still, yeah, it's home to me. Yeah. Yeah. The the one that that gets me is, you know, every, you know, the, the journey of a, you know, 10,000 miles begins with one step. Right. Just little right. step after step. Yeah. And it, sometimes it seems like it doesn't make a difference. Right. Cause it's like, Oh, 150. What is 40 gonna do? Right, still gonna cut my lights off anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. I might as well go eat, uh, right. and make myself feel yeah, better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're right. <laughs> but it it's it's just that it's the progress. It's that that knowing that hey, I'm chipping away at this thing, you know, and this is more. It's gonna be better if I keep chipping away. At it. It's gonna be better than mm-hmm. if I just do nothing. So, so yeah, man. So. Uh, you know, matter of fact, what book are you reading? Are you reading any book good books right now? Uh, I no, I'm yes and no. I've I've put it down for a little bit, but right. it's uh, I I used to read a lot of fiction books. Sure, 
but I'm done with those now because they're just kind of all the same. It's like, why read fiction when there's so many good nonfiction books out there? Right. Um, so no, the last one I was reading was just on like, uh, the great plains of, uh, <clears throat> it's called, uh, the great plains of that sick. Gosh, darn it. It's right over here. Oh shit. Or maybe it's upstairs. Cause I have been reading it recently. Uh, I'll see it, some it, books over there. Uh, the Serengeti. Gosh darn it! it it's it's about how yeah. how the Great Plains of the West uh, uh, in America used to be like the Serengeti Desert. We had camels, we had elephants, we had cheetahs, we had lions, we had giant bears, giant sloths. We had all these crazy animals right here in America, hmm. and now they're all gone. That's crazy. But it was just like Africa. Huh? I mean, it was insane the That's kind crazy. of things. That we're over here, so right. I'm reading a book about that kind of stuff. Right, it's really fascinating. Cause huh. I, I'm a bow hunter. I like the outdoors, like you know, hunting and fishing, camping. I love right. all that stuff. And so I was just reading about what it was like, you know, over ten thousand years ago with all this crazy megafauna that yeah. was living here. It's just, it's just amazing. I never, I just never thought, like who, who knew that camels used to live here? You know, right. camels were here in America. Elephants, right. you know, all, uh, right. lions. That's crazy. All that crazy stuff. So That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's funny on that note, somebody said, uh, I forgot who it was. Somebody on Instagram. They were saying how, oh, Steve Harvey. He was like. Um, He's hilarious. <laughs> this dude said, hey, man, the, going into the, Af- the the safari, going into the jungle is way more scarier than going into any hood in America, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm like, I probably have to agree with that, dude, because I couldn't go into no, no, no woods, you know. Mm-mm. No, no everything no, out there is going to get you. No, Bugs. Man. Things uh, you can't even see. Yeah. I, <laughs> Jaguars, snakes, yeah. spiders. Yeah. I, mosquitoes. Mosquitoes and ants. Them the ones I'm scared that's of. That's why I don't know if I can even do a swamp tour, man. Ah, yeah. Well, then you're also putting your hands in the lives of some crazy rednecks. Dude, Good luck with that. I can't do swamp. Dude, that's why I couldn't live in Florida. Many reasons not to live in Florida. You hear the stories that come out of that crazy state. Dude, Florida is, yeah, they they're politically messed up. But anyway, <laughs> just a, I don't like alligators and all that stuff. Man. They got crocodiles Crocodile. there, and I heard that junk just be like. Like, and, it's uh, like finding a possum. They like they just be everywhere. Yeah, and they be uh, in people's backyards, up on the cars. Pythons everywhere. There's giant yeah, snakes bro. everywhere. No, I'm cool on Florida. I can't live in Florida, man. Too hot and muggy, anyways. It rains yeah. all the time. Sticky yeah. mosquitoes. I can't live in Florida, and I can't live in. So, uh, yeah, I, I, no, I just don't <laughs> do big animals like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't like snakes either, man. I, I don't like snakes. I'm not a really outdoors guy. I am, but I'm not. Okay. I do like mountains and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like I would love to do a good hike or something. I would yeah. love to do a, like a really good hike. Um, it's kind of inter- it's kind of weird. I'm a water guy, but I'm not. Like I love being on. I would love to be on like boats and stuff. Um, but I can't swim. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't like water like that. Yeah. I think water is one of the most deceiving. Water, water can kill you real quick, boy. Real quick. It don't take much. Like what? Uh, a, t- a tablespoon it's, it's, can drown you. It's, it's, you say? it's deceiving. Yeah. Because it looks beautiful, right? It's, oh yeah. I mean, it's just beautiful. But hey, yeah, water can kill you real quick. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, speaking of Florida, I think it was Florida, or it doesn't really matter, but this guy was swimming and got a brain amoeba and died from that. Just from swimming in the lake, some weird little amoeba parasite type thing got in his brain. You know, he got sick, headaches, vomiting, and then spasms, and then coma, and then dead. That's For crazy. what? For just swimming on, right. at a beach in a lake? That's crazy, man. Yeah. It's then you go to the ocean, you got a whole other thing to worry about. All kinds of stuff. Jellyfish and sharks and yeah. coral. It's, whatever else. Yeah. Riptides. I can't do it, man. Yeah. That junk is Well, you don't need to do it, thankfully. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I I just stick I stick to the coffee thing, man. I'll it's working for you. Um Yeah. Kind of. It's kind of an interesting place to have a coffee shop, isn't it? Down on Troost. <laughs> Uh, it's funny you brought that up. So that's that's been the every interview I've done or article or whatever. That's been the the conversation. Okay, um, it is. Uh, number one, uh, Truce is considered the food desert. Uh, yeah, in Kansas City, and um, and literally there are some good spots. There's some hidden spots on Truce. There's though. Some, some hidden spots, mm-hmm. but it it is yeah. it is a food desert, right? And I think anybody who's put a cafe or restaurant or tried to do anything food related on Truce would tell you the same mm-hmm. as it relates to sales. Because mm-hmm. there's certain times of the year that I've learned. Um, I've only been there a short while, but, the, you know, there's, it's definitely a, we've adjusted, we've had to adjust quite a bit, um, been on Troost. And one of the main things is uh, when I came back to Kansas City uh, from L.A., I wanted to, uh, I knew, I knew I wanted our coffee concept to, be in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted I wanted it to work in Kansas City, and I felt like if it worked in Kansas City, because Kansas City is kind of hard in a way. Mm-hmm. It's kind of it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of it's tough, you know, on on concepts and I you know food and all that stuff. It's the Midwest, so, yeah. It's the Midwest. It's a little bit more conservative. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, fi- I I thought if our concept worked on in Kansas City, in Midtown then it would work anywhere. And it's proven to be true. Mm-hmm. So uh, east side of Troost, you know, the racial, racial dividing line mm-hmm. uh, between uh, on Troost, the west side is more affluent than the east side, and we're right on that that border. So we're 41st. When we took So that used to be the Urban Cafe. Urban Cafe, they used to be at 41st in Troost. And uh, when they moved, we took over the space. And a lot of people said your concept won't work there. You know, it's uh, the, the the income is low. Uh, coffee in the urban community really that doesn't really uh, go together because it hasn't went together in, in, in recent history. Has it been tried very often? No. Yeah. So how can they really say that? It doesn't seem like it's been tried that hard. Exactly. So. So we're breaking a lot of barriers. We've so we're, we're breaking, breaking a lot, a lot of stereotypes. Of, yeah, anyways, yeah, yeah, a lot of stereotypes, a lot of barriers. Um, so yeah, man, we we put that coffee shop there, and our and our coffee's not cheap. So that's another thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe your prices are too high. This and that. It's like, uh, well, for what we put in our coffee, because everything in our coffee is has added health benefits. We put a lot of stuff in our coffee. Even our lot of made to order drinks, they have like uh, turmeric and cinnamon and. Uh, avocado oil, hemp oil, CBD, uh, a lot of different neat things that uh, we put in our coffee. 
uh, grass-fed butter, and that junk ain't cheap. Right. And so, um, I mean, when you leave our shop, I mean, you'll be paying at least six, seven, eight, nine, sometimes $10 for a coffee. That's like the works. Yeah. Yeah. And so to do that right there, I think it's just been crazy to be able to do, to be able to get away with a $10 cup of coffee on the east side of Troost. I think that's saying a lot about what we're doing. It really is. Dude. I know. A $10 cup of coffee. Dude, that's hard. To, that's a hard sell anywhere outside the plaza. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's And, and people don't realize, and, and, and so people don't realize that. So, like, when you come into our shop, and we we do a lot of business. We do we have a we actually run a pretty large operation, and so, and our sales are decent, mm-hmm. considering like our concept. And so when you go to other coffee shops, you see them packed out the door, yada yada. When you come to our coffee shop, you don't see a, like you generally don't see like it's not never really packed. Mm-hmm. We have steady business, but it's not like right. people lined out the door. Mm-hmm. Number one, people don't know about us, and number two, I mean you know it's our coffee's ten dollars. Right. So considering it being ten dollars, number one, we're gonna have less customers. But the ones we do have, they're loyal. Right. And sure, slowly but surely, more people are finding out about us. And you're not gonna get that coffee anywhere else. You're not gonna get anywhere else. You know, that's that's, that's the cool thing. It's about a niche little coffee, so you can get away with ten bucks because you're not gonna find that anywhere you're not else. Find it. So, a, a, a wise word to people who are listening. If you have a product that's in demand, raise your prices. <laughs> right. Raise them, because we don't do we don't do a lot of food. We don't do anything else. You guys are purely coffee. Pretty much. I mean, we got a couple of food options, and mm-hmm. you know, we got some other snacks, but we're primarily a coffee shop. We we we're not. I mean, Starbucks got like they got a whole bunch of other stuff. They got like. Uh, I got stupid shit. They, they got a whole bunch of other stuff, right? Lollipops yeah. and cake pops. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, come on, man. What is it? We have mastered, like, we have went all in to provide the best cup of coffee that a human has ever tasted. Oh, my gosh. I thought you were going to say in Kansas City, but you said any human has tasted. We, dude, Ooh. we have, I'm telling you, we have prided us. I can't like, wait to get down there and get me a $10 cup of coffee. Yeah. Well, you come down there, you ain't going to pay 10 because you're going to come down there and get a free cup of coffee. Oh, bad. That's a courtesy, you know, for having me on this show. And, and I don't take this lightly, man, because you have influence. And I, and I feel like we're going to create business. Somebody's going to hear this and want to come down as well. So for you, it's like, this is like, you know, you don't. You, I can't wait to try it. You paying me. I mean, this is this is just an honor to be on the show. You know what I'm saying? The honor is mine, man. Believe me. Yeah. Whether big or small, this is, I don't, I don't take this lightly, but, um, but yeah, man. So, so generally we're going to have less customers and we're going to, uh, we are all in with our product and we are, we want to provide the best, like, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. the, The best on the East side of truce. People aren't going to understand that. They're not going to understand that. I ain't going to understand that until they maybe go down there. At least do a little bit of research on Kansas City history. The e- they people do. And it's, I didn't really understand it. Oh, really? really? I did, but I did, but I didn't. Okay. Because that wasn't my, my goal. That wasn't my goal. Mm-hmm. My goal was just to put our concept in the middle of the city. I didn't, I didn't care. I didn't. You didn't necessarily seek out 
No. That area? It no. just happened It just happened that it just way? Happened. Okay. Wow. So, yeah. So, that wasn't... So, people think, you know... But you I, knew before going... But you knew when you were getting there, kind of what you were getting into? No. Oh, no. Wow. So, I've been... So, I'm going to be honest with you. I was kind of out of touch with the city. Okay. Because, like, I... Man, I spent my time... Man, I... Building other businesses. That's uh, okay. We don't hold it against you. Yeah. <laughs> we love you. Kansas City loves you, Tim. You ain't got to worry about that. I was traveling. I was in LA all the time, Vegas. I was just, I was just, man, I was exploring. I was, I wasn't even in touch with the city, man. I, I could probably tell you who the mayor was. Not just messing with you. But, you know, so my goal, so I never had that goal where, you know, I just want to be local. I want to be, you know, part of the city movement. I, I just, I just felt like that I wanted to be in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, you know, just considering that, you know, how conservative we are, how hard we are, I was like, you know what, if we can push our concept in Kansas City, we can push it anywhere else. And I felt Especially like, that location. I mean, if yeah. it's working there, yeah. there's not a lot of places you can't go. Exactly. And so, and I wanted to push it in. See, when you push it to the middle of the city, there's more, there's a lot more diversity. Mm-hmm. Versus putting in like a, a you know an Overland Park or Lee Summit or yeah. you know because this it's just kind of like and plus we wanted to get all our kinks out mm-hmm. before we went to like a suburban community because when you go to a suburban community it's a lot different because the stakes are a lot higher because there's there's a lot you have to do to keep that customer base. You got a lot of dumb white women out there and they're the worst. That, you I know, mean, you don't have to say it, but I'm going to say it for you. <laughs> I'm going to so, say it for you. White women are the worst. The bougie white chicks. I'm, this ain't just right now. Well, I'm just, it, 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 ain't hot, it ain't hot enough. And so, yeah. you know, so we. <laughs> so we <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, man. We get real on this podcast. So it's before we got into all that, man, we wanted to just kind of get the kinks gotcha. out, solidify the brand, mm-hmm. uh, get a part. So what I did find out in Kansas, Kansas City's for any entrepreneur of you in Kansas City, like, if you want to start a business or whatever, start it in Kansas City. The city of Kansas City has a phenomenal uh, hub of people. They have they they have they have so many neat resources for uh, entrepreneurs. Like even with doing your podcast, mm-hmm. like Kansas City would be a great place to go and to get a part, be a part of that Kansas City. Uh, urban community because yeah you're giving me goosebumps look at my that hair i'm getting goosebumps a, my hair is standing up right now you're you just talking about that dude kansas city is so su- kansas they is the so shit. supportive uh, bro. It is, they are like I, I put a thing on my post the other day like man on uh on, on facebook i'm like uh, made in kansas city did an article uh made in kansas city explore it's like the blog site for made in kansas city i saw that article yeah and uh i'm like man they are so nice to us because Made in Kansas City has a lot of leverage, a lot of influence right on the plaza. You know, the actual stores on the plaza. And when they came in, and they made us look so good. Like, they just, I'm like, man, Kansas City has been so good to us. Like, literally. Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. That's awesome. It's crazy, man. But, can't, like, if, if Kansas City is a is a big, small community. And Yeah, I've been if, saying that. It's, yeah. And if you do yep. that, if you on that entrepreneur wave – Man, Kansas City is where it's at. Yeah. Forget all these other places. There's so many resources out there, so many too. Resources. Everyone wants to help people out and, yeah, and it, collaborate dude, and, and, yeah. and, and network. They it's, just, yeah. Man, it like literally like mm-hmm. times 10. Like it's, you know, and I find that you don't, you're not going to find what's happening now. And it, it wasn't, it hasn't always been like that. I don't believe it's always been like that. I believe that, 
you know, yeah. through the, you know, through what the Kaufman Foundation has laid, the blueprint they've laid in the city as far as entrepreneurs. Um, I think that, uh, you know, a lot of businesses are, are moving. Um, there's a lot of advantages now and grants and stuff for entrepreneurs and a lot of, you know, businesses are actually, entrepreneurs are actually seeking out Kansas City is a place to do business. A lot of new real estate is happening down in this. So there's just a lot of neat stuff that's happening uh, that if you are an entrepreneur, before you look anywhere else to plant your business, go and look in Kansas City. Yeah, you owe it to yourself at least. Come yeah. here and check it out. Check it out. And, I mean, uh, that's why we're opening up the second our second location in Kansas City. We're at? Uh, it's going to be 2540 West Penway. Oh, so really? there's a right by Union Station. Yep, there's yep. a co-working space and gym called the Hill KC, and uh, we're gonna be we're gonna do a new we're doing a new build out right inside of that uh, co-working space. Wow, and dude, that's exciting, dude. It's we had to like the the city's they've just been good to us. They've been good to us, and um and the thing about it, us being on the East Side of Church, you know, what's so funny about that, we have people driving in all over the place to come to. 41st and Troost. We got people coming from the plaza. We got people coming from Lee Summit. We got people coming from Oakland Park. We got people coming from North Kansas City. We got people coming from downtown, South Hyde Park. Most of our customers are Caucasian, by the way. Yeah. They come to that little rundown spot on 41st and Troost. Yeah. And we, we try to make it better. We be trying to beautify the place because it's... When we took it over, it was... You know, it was a little rundown. Mm-hmm. Trash everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, prostitutes still out in the front. Mm-hmm. Um, the bus stop is right there, so there's a lot of stuff going on. Fights. I mean, oh, you got to love bus stop drama. Yeah, man. Then the gas station's right next to it. The gas station has uh, been good to us. Oh, nice. Um, the owner is super cool over there. As a matter of fact, uh, I just found out they don't even sell alcohol over there. So I think that that's what makes it a little bit neat, too, mm-hmm. because there's a church right across the street. But... Um, you know, I, I, it's just interesting. Like, it's so funny, like, to see, like, the people who will walk. They used to walk past us and go to a gas station for coffee. <laughs> and then right. now they come to us for coffee. So You don't want that gas station coffee. That they, shit is whack. Ugh. Dude, I tell people that's Ugh. our biggest competitor. <clears throat> I bet it is. I mean, it's, not, it's, it's, it's not, a dollar of coffee. I just yeah. want caffeine. Yeah, you do not want that Folgers dried right. crystallized. That ain't coffee, man. Yeah. That ain't coffee. Right. People. That act, pisses me right. off. That pisses me <laughs> off. People, right. come on, man. Get the cheapest thing he's got. Whatever, five bucks. You can afford that. It's right. worth it. So what we did with our coffee, we make we, we made our coffee uh, um, competitive with the gas station. So our coffee is only a dollar fifty. Or if you want just a black, a good black coffee, it's only a dollar fifty. Oh, we. Yeah. So we. So yeah, we felt like all right. We're gonna make it competitive with the gas. We we not losing. We're not losing because, our, like I said, and you bring them in, and they find other things they yeah. might like eventually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah our coffee's ten dollars, man. Especially coffee's ten bucks. Mm-hmm. So a dollar fifty is not gonna hurt us to be competitive with the gas station. Right. Gas station's our biggest competitor. Not Starbucks. <laughs> not, because think about it. If you yeah. go, to, like, oh, no, when I go sure. to Seven Eleven in the morning, I get coffee. It's like a dollar something, and it's decent, right? So, yeah. like, 7-Eleven got decent coffee, by the way. Do they? 7-Eleven. Look, I am a coffee snob. I don't drink that gross. I don't. I, okay, well, you if you a snob, I'm not a snob. If you a snob. I'm not a snob snob, but I have some standards, man. 7-Eleven, okay. I don't know. I, it, it, it's better than Quick Trip. Oh, really? Quick Trip coffee's garbage, man. Okay. Sorry, Quick Trip. Quick Trip coffee's not that good. Okay. I think it's water. Whoever be making that junk, it's going to be watered down. Mm-hmm. It tastes funny. I think it tastes funny. 
Seven Eleven got decent coffee. I like Seven Eleven coffee because like that junk, like you can pour that junk, like you can pour it. Mm-hmm. Like it ain't, it ain't coming out of a canister, right? So you know it's like okay, this feel like I make this at home. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just feel good they when put you the pour grounds it. in yeah, there. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. So it's real. Like when you put it in a big air pot, you know they're making large quantities of that. So sometimes like. Especially if they rushing or whatever, sometimes those measurements ain't right. Right. Like so, it'd be sometimes it'd be watered. It's not down. consistent. It's not consistent. Right. Yeah. So consistency is huge. Right. So with I anything. Think, right. With any. Yeah. This podcast. I mean, I consistently put it out once a week. You know, it's the funny thing you're talking about how uh, supportive Kansas City is. Um, when I started this podcast, I had dreams. I had a vision too of like, I'm going to have all these guests on constantly every week. I'm going to have someone on. Right. But really, I had six or seven people in my head who I knew that could do it. Right. And then it's like, oh, shoot, what do I do? And then I just start reaching out just randomly. And just, they love it. They, they want to yeah. come on. People, Kansas City wants to support, come on. They want to yeah. network. It's 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 been a beautiful thing, man. I've, yeah. I've been blessed with, with, with some Kansas City love. That's what's up, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... Man, I can't get enough of it. I love Kansas City. And this is a nice setup, too. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's real nice, man. Yeah. I tried. I wanted to make, uh, make it look good for Instagram. So when, when I invite people... They yeah. can check me out and be like, oh, shit, this dude's legit. He's, He's legit. just not some dude in a closet. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, it looks real. Right. Now, I am unprofessional, and I'm faking it as much as I can, but at least it looks real. It looks real. <laughs> dude, it's, it's about the look, man. Like, yeah. And that's one thing we've um, we've tried to work out, too, King, and I'm just being a little bit transparent, even with our coffee shop. Like, so we're so I'm so grassroots. I'm so, like uh, – I'm a type of guy's like, okay, what, what what do we have to do to get it up and running? Mm-hmm. Right, so I'm, you know, a lot of people want to do the fancy build outs and the whole bar and espresso and all that, and then we didn't do that. Like we just started going. Mm-hmm. Like we opened up the doors, we got it to where people can come in and it'd be decent experience. And now, um, so a lot of it was just like we're faking it, like you know, what I'm right, saying? right. Like, we just need to do bare minimum so we can get open and get some, you know, and start getting paid, you know, because, you know, the longer, because when we took over our space, it was two and a half, it was two months before we even got to open the doors because we had the kind, I mean, they was working on the space. Mm-hmm. So it's like, dude, like, this sucks. Yeah. We need to be open. I want to hurry up and get So when I yeah. started, yeah, so what we started doing, I just opened up the doors and I just started pouring coffee, right? They, they was doing construction in the back. Dude, man, there's something else. And my buddy was like, bro, just do donations. Just, like, have him put stuff in the jar. Oh, there you go. Give him a price, but call it a donation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So they was doing work, and I'm up here pouring coffee, you know? I just need the doors open. So, uh, but the limitation, right, Mm -hmm. inspires your greatest creativity and innovation. Mm -hmm. And that was for us, you know. And and for us, that was with the coffee, you know? We, We had a problem. We had a limitation. The limitation was I didn't have cup holders. (laughs) <laughs> that fit coffee mugs. The limitation was my buddy left me 300 pounds worth of beans and never came back and got them. That's a limitation because I was complaining about it. I'm like, dude, come get this stuff. <laughs> like, seriously, taking up space. Like, you was this stuff's supposed to be gone a long time ago, yada, yada, yada. And then I started thinking, like, hold up. This has inspired my greatest creativity and innovation. Because if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't develop the product. If it wasn't a product, I wouldn't be sitting here on this show right now. So, all of these little things coming together—it's like a puzzle. It's like puzzle. It's like a putting together, putting together a big puzzle. And it's still going to keep going. The puzzle ain't ended. You don't, it's not you know, you're going to keep. Who knows what? What's going to keep little things happening? Yeah, yeah. Where are you getting your coffee beans now? 
Man, so that's a good question. Is it? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm sure you're out of those 300 pounds. Uh, man, so we get them from three different roasters, man. Uh, we, two of our, one of our, so this is a blend of three different beans. Espresso bean, uh, a medium roast bean, which is like a Sumatra bean, and then the Highlander bean. And we put them all together to get our, our flavor for our protein coffee. And so we just kind of use that as our base for our house coffee as well. So Caldi's coffee, uh, we get our beans, mm-hmm. our Highlander bean from Caldi's, and then we get our medium roast Sumatra bean from Blip Roasters. I've heard of them. They own uh, the West Bottoms. Okay. The whole they yeah. got the whole moder- the whole motorcycle thing. Yeah, and uh, they off they got another location off of Thirtieth and Troost. Okay, so they came second to Dream Also Coffee on Troost. Anyway. We were me and real good friends, so you guys are. Yeah. Okay. Nice. You say he's sneaking in on your territory. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, he he's done a phenomenal job uh, as it pertains to uh, developing, uh, putting his coffee around the whole motorcycle culture, and it's really neat. So if you're ever in the West Bottoms, I need to go. Blip Roasters in the West Bottoms, and it's a phenomenal space. You gotta. I need to go cool. to the West Bottoms. I keep telling myself that because I keep hearing how you know I haven't been down there since probably I don't know two thousand one or something like that. Back when like <clears throat> wrestling was down there at Kemper Arena. Oh, you know what I mean. You need to go walk into the Kemper Arena. I know. I saw. I know I people keep a, telling High V Arena now. It looks dope. I did a tour. Uh, I'm I'm real good friends with the, one of the guys who run that space. But uh, I wonder. He took me on a, when when they had just got the go ahead to let people in uh, before they even was even done doing construction on it. He took me up and through there, man, and. Uh, it's nice. It looks awesome. It's sweet, man. And I can yeah. just go in and walk around? You can go in. I don't know if you can go in and walk around. But well, they got, like, you, yeah, basketball actually, might, stuff, right? Yeah, you like, might, yeah, you might be able to go in. Yeah, you might. Because I think yeah, they got restaurants and all kind of stuff. They got there, so. Okay. So you might be able to go in there and walk around. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, man, it's um, – so my last – as a matter of fact, the last event in the Kemper Arena, if, I believe, if I'm saying this right, was – the football game, my last game in Kansas City. Oh yeah, we wow. played. We played out in the Kemper Arena uh, wow. against the uh, the Renegades. Okay. Oh, well, you you didn't play for Kansas City? No, I didn't play for Kansas. Who'd you play for? I played for a team in Wichita called the Wichita. At the time, it was the Wichita Wild. Now it's the Wichita Force, and I played for a team out of Topeka called the Kansas Coyotes. Okay. So we we used to come and we played the Renegades twice a year, and uh, the last game was at the Kemper Arena. And um, and so uh, yeah, we uh, played there, and after that they was gonna tear it down or whatever, mm-hmm. and but I guess it got bought and we renovated dude, the inside and, and stuff. And to the reason why so for me it was just a game changer because I knew exactly what it looked like in thirteen. I I knew exactly like what it and to go in there now. It looks like a completely different arena. Yeah, I need to check it out. They've put two floors in there. Yeah, that's what it's, I heard. Dude, it's it's crazy. It's, it's insane. I'm going to check it out. I know there's a – I had a, a, a gal who has a podcast in Kansas City that uh, talks about food. and Okay. Um, it's like uh, immigrants who have opened restaurants in Kansas City. Okay. And there's one – her favorite one is in the bottoms. It's uh, 
I think it's a Korean barbecue. I'm going to get my little sheet of paper because I have it right over here and pimp it because I want to check this place out too. Yeah. Uh, Sir Eats, is that some locust? No, wait. I'll find it here. Case, oh, Casey Pinoy. Okay. It's on 1623 Genesee Street, and it's Filipino. You ever have any Filipino food? I have not. I've I don't had, think I have either. But she said that's the best. One of her favorite. Yeah, it's in the West Bottoms. And, uh, and, and you were talking about, so do you know where Fanny's is? It's right next to us. Yeah. She went there too. She said yeah. that's what was one of her favorite places too. She couldn't believe that that place wasn't like just constantly busy, like a line out the door. Her, the food there is so good. Really? You I ever had, had it? I still haven't had it. I need to get. They they two doors down from us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, West African food is what uh, Fanny's is. Yep, they right they they right next to us. Um, I need to get down there. There's a lot, man. I there's a lot of there's so much to do. Everywhere I want it, man. I I got so many people I need to get to. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many places I want. I got buddies of mine that own spots, and and there's so many spots that I I want. I I need to get to. I yeah. just been, I've been running around, You're busy man. man. And, uh, by the time I get to those spots, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go home, you know. So, but I think once like I think things calm down next couple months, I think I'm just gonna do like once a week. I'm just gonna do like a do like a. a so when I first opened before I opened up the coffee shop. My buddy over at Dalmeas. Have you heard of Dalmeas Coffee? Yeah, they just moved or moved recently. They were next to Grinders, and then they yep. had to move or yep. something. They moved. Uh, so he opened up uh, a shop in Shawnee called uh, Cafe Equinox, and it was inside of a, um, a, a nursery, which was a neat concept. Oh, so like plants. And stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. like that. So that was kind of cool. And then he uh, he's back in the crossroads. He got a shop called. He's doing some amazing stuff. His name is Bo. Bo's doing some crazy stuff, man. But anyway, he, uh, the one in the crossroads, he just opened up called The Outpost. You can look that up on uh, Instagram. And then he acquired uh, Quay Coffee, the one in the Nelson's. Oh, Ac- I've had, uh, yeah, there's a place, uh, Quay. Is it good? They got a few locations. River Market. Yep. I went to yep. one in the River Market, yeah. Yep, so he acquired that one a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's doing some neat stuff, man. Nice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But uh, but I, I need to get it. Oh, oh, so what I did was I went around to try to get to every coffee shop I can think of and okay. look up and spend a lot of time at coffee shops, man, uh, before I opened mine. Makes sense, yeah. I like you Messenger know. Cafe a lot. Dude, Messenger is super dope. Mm-hmm. Um, I went there, so when I when – I think Bo, Bo told me to go to Messenger. When I first went to Messenger, I was like, man, I was just wild by, like, just the experience of being there, Mm -hmm. right? It's a really cool place. If you haven't been there, people, check out Messenger Messenger, Cafe. Yeah, it's super dope. 17th and Grand, I think. Yeah, yeah. And so I went there the first day, and I went back the second day. Then I went back the third day. (laughs) And I took my wife there, and we sat on the rooftop and yep, ate breakfast. Right? It, it's sweet. It's it's super. That's nice. where I take people out of town. I take them to the rooftop. Uh-huh. We get the breakfast. We get yep. all that. Yeah. Yeah. It's super cool. So yeah, Messenger Coffee is is one for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice blueprint. Nice layout. So, um, yeah. And at the same time, business wise, I'm like, man, they put a lot of money into this thing. 
<laughs> their bakery and bakery. they roast all their stuff there yeah. it's it's an insane little operation yeah. it's really cool yeah it's super cool so mm -hmm. so yeah that's super cool yep yep you used to do about podcast didn't you didn't you try to start one i mean i tried to start one. i hit dude. you up i hit you up when you first started it really mm -hmm. i didn't hit you up i think i posted on one of your I don't know. I I made I I don't I I remember reaching out to you when you first started. I think it was my maybe your second episode. I was like, I see you, man. Keep it up. Huh? Yeah. It was a long I, time ago. It was long. So I what seven man, eight months. I dude. I so I did a pod. So I started a podcast. So this is the background. So um, I did a podcast. My first podcast was in two thousand eight. I did a, uh, my brother was in the music business, so uh, we traveled all over the place, man, and um, so I had all these music contacts, so I started a, a podcast 2008, it was called Back on My Grind, right, and uh, I started it with a um, co-host, um, and we did that every week, man, we did a podcast every week, we had a different artist on every week, it was neat, man, we had, we was up to like over 4,000 viewers every single week in 2008, and I stopped, and uh, got busy with football and all that stuff, mm -hmm. man. And um, I had built up all these contacts, man. I'm like, you know what? And so I've tried to own it. So since 2008, it's been on and off, on and off, on yeah. and off. And every time I start off one minute, just so what I need to do, you know what I need to do? No. This is what I need to do. <laughs> what we talked about before. I have to invest in it, right? I got to put my money up on it. Mm -hmm. So like, it's like what you're doing here. Is what I need to do. So, like, I thought about, like, going to as far as renting out me in the office space mm -hmm. and turning into something like this. That will literally force me. Right. To do the podcast and it to be a business and it to to really. So, that's what I need to do. But, yeah, I try to. I've been on and off because I haven't fully invested. Takes a lot of time. I mean, you got a lot yeah. of irons in the fire right now. Right. Maybe when but, things cool down or something. Yeah, but but I think, well, it's one of the things, I think with podcasting, it's like even for where I'm at right now, I think that it would only increase my revenue, my bottom line. Mm-hmm. It it's not going to decrease it. That's it's not going sure. to decrease it. Right. So I have to, I have to just do it. In yeah. faith almost. Like in faith, like, okay, this is going to enhance my business. Right. I may not. You know, I'm like, okay, because my whole thing is, okay, I'm taking, you know, because the whole thing is, okay, it's not paying anything. Right. Right? But it's like, but it is. And so sometimes it's like, it's like doing it in faith almost. Like, all right, I, I just know that this is going to help me. You right. Know? So I got to, so I'm I'm trying to get to that point. Yeah. But I, I will, I will do one. I just got to put the, I got to put my, I got to invest in it. And I have to just keep tricking myself. Okay, I never saw that first one. I was just saw I just saw your ones. How long ago was it? Seven months ago? Eight months? Ago? I don't know. You did like a couple ones, like in a. I did like. It seemed like you were on Troost or something, like in a tiny room or something. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, man, uh, I tried. Yeah. I, I just wasn't consistent. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't consistent, man. It's all right. So. I just remember you doing that. I was like, oh, I got to get this guy on. Yeah. Here we are this long later. That's crazy, man. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I've been following you for a hot minute, man. Really? Yep. Huh, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just a lurker. <laughs> no, I just, I, I don't even know, man. I, you know. 
You know, so I told somebody the other day, I said, you know, it's crazy how, uh, I said, people, the older generation has, you know, they, they, they demonize social media, right? They mm-hmm. say, well, it's not real, it's fake, you know, you know, stop spending your time doing that stuff. But what people don't know is that it's very real. Because this is a conversion of social media. Mm-hmm. This is, I mean, this is a result of social media. So uh, Yeah, 100%. It's very real. Oh, there yeah. are actually real people actually following real people. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yep. that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Kansas City's, uh, the Kansas City Instagram community, if you will, is good like that. I mean, yeah. that's how I get 95% of my guests is through Instagram. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. So, folks, you need to get on Instagram. <laughs> please, please. Dream Muscle Coffee. Man, Dream Muscle Coffee, man. Neanderthal yeah. Pod. Man. Yeah, Dream Muscle Coffee. Uh, yeah, we. It's a little shop on 41st and Truth, man. That's, that's it. We, that's just the beginning. That's just the beginning. Heck yeah. Yeah, so it's crazy. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, over the next year or so, especially after opening up the new location, it's co-working space. Matter of fact, that would be a good space to do a podcast too. Yeah, really nice space, man. Uh, when when will that be open? So the first of September. Oh, jeez, a yeah, month away. About a month. We we we're, we're you ready for it, man. We we ready, man. We ready? ready? We we need it. We need it. Uh, I think it's it's gonna be good for our brand. This one's gonna be nice. The one on Truth is more community. It's more of a cafe experience. Mm-hmm. It's more gritty. It's more um, just homey feelish, mm-hmm. whatever. The one at the um, the Hill KC is going to be more uh, more in terms of our branding. It's going to be more of a uh, uh, put to, more put together. Okay, it's going to be more. I know what you mean. Yeah, like a Starbucks right. put together. Yeah, you know yeah. What I'm yeah. So it's not going to be as homie i got gotcha. you more commercially <laughs> you know people saying? like that down there i think yeah yeah so or they expect it right they, right right mm-hmm. so it's gonna be more commercial looking still with the feel of like personal being personable but the look of it's gonna be more put together yeah then truce truce is just like hey, it's a neighborhood cafe they got that good coffee down there. Yeah. Let's go down to the cafe, man. Heck yeah. So, and we got memberships over there, too, for local people in the community. What's a membership? $50. What is that for? Unlimited coffee, man. It's really? Crazy. We give away a lot of coffee. A lot of coffee. Wow. But we only have a small amount of people on that membership, though, which the craziest thing is, is when we offer the membership, we got people to come in every day. They pay five, no, they pay six to $10 every day for a coffee, right? I'm like, hey, you know, if you get a membership, you can probably save a lot of money. Right. Oh, I was, you know what it comes down to? People don't like to be committed, man. Mm-hmm. And it's, it works in our favor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Since you don't want to be committed, man, like, we just keep charging. You're just trying to help them out. Dude, yeah, I'm trying to help them out. Trying to help them out, man, but hey, I'm like, maybe cool. they're just trying to help you out. Hey, I th- we'll take the help. Hell yeah. If you deny a membership, we'll take it. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Deny it. Just keep giving. Just keep forking that bread over yeah, people. Give yeah. it to them. Keep on giving us that moolah, bro. I'm telling you, it's all good. We we doing good with it. We gonna, you know, make sure that it it gets used the right way. You know, to expand. Yeah. So we ain't out buying Lambos or nothing. You know. Not yet. 
Not yet. Dog. When you do, will you take me for a ride? <laughs> we going for a ride, man. I've never been in a Lambo before. I'd love to go for a ride, man. You need to go to Vegas. I know I do. And they got a they got a uh, they got a few rental things on the strip, and you can go rent a Lambo for like like a hundred bucks an hour or something like that. Or a hundred bucks a ride, or whatever it is, but it's worth a hundred dollars. I think it would be because it, it gives you that. It, it's gonna give you new. When you ever gonna get to do a hundred bucks? Ain't nothing for an experience. No, nah, hundred. It's it's very inexpensive and it's really neat. Is it on a track or something? No, nah, it's just like throughout the city. You just rolling throughout the city. Man. Oh yeah, yeah. It's cool. Shit, I'm gonna roll up to the Spearmint Rhino and that bad boy. It's say, cool. "Holla at your boy, ladies. <laughs> Got the Lambo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get you on the podcast real quick." <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what you gotta do. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. You gotta rent it and execute whatever business deal you should be <laughs> in like thirty minutes. Hey, I need to. Hey, we gotta have a meet. Oh, that's true. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Tom. Hey, that's me out there, man. Yeah, yeah. Can we speed this along? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get this. I gotta get this joint back. <laughs> <laughs> you want to um, go on a thirty-minute date? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Why you? Uh, I got a. I got a business. I got a business. Yeah, exactly. I got, I got, got a business this. meeting. Yeah. <laughs> business meeting that could cost me a lot of money if I don't get this back. <laughs> right. Man. So yeah, man. We'll set a trip up to Vegas, man. Vegas is is uh, the next uh, big thing. You can throw us. Do you have goals of? Uh, Getting DMC all over the place? Yeah, so I'm actually, uh, so, man, there's a lot. I don't know if I should be sharing it. but You ain't got to share nothing, man. I ain't going to uh, twist well, your arm. Well, so the, the next, yeah, so, so the next, uh, January 2020 is going to be special for us. That's in like six months, and uh, or less than six months. There's going to be some neat things happening. Nice. And we're going to be, we're going to probably be across, you know, we're going to probably be pushing our product to retailers across the globe. Oh, nice. Um, so we're, we've been working on something real I got special, you. man. So, I know what you're saying. Um, and it also, we have, um, it's not 100%, but we're 90% sure that we'll have a location in Dallas next year. Oh, cool. And so viewers, this could, you know, nothing's 100% for sure, but there's a great chance we'll have one in Dallas. And then... Uh, I've got listeners down there. Okay, right on. Yeah. Hmm. And then we'll, we're going to have one in Vegas. Because, so that's, so next year or two, my family and I will be moving to Las Vegas. So we could work on that mm-hmm. market. Cool. Because the market is fit for, especially with us doing this whole CBD thing, I think it'll be. And C- CBD is underserved in, in in that part of the country because right. people are focused on recreation on the THC yeah, side of it. So right. we're gonna hit them with the CBD. Nice. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's the next big thing. Is CBD's really been blown up? I had a CBD guy. I've had a couple CBD guys on. Uh, I had a pretty big CBD guy on about a year ago. Uh-huh. And he's all over the country now, and it's 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 just cool to see what the CBD game has been just blowing up with everything. Yep, yep. CBD. I take it every day. I put it in my uh, orange juice this morning. CBD is good. In it's my beer last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, the CBD is. Um, there's a lot of it's good. Um, <clears throat> you know, I still I still believe that you do have to have a tiny bit of THC. 
Yeah. Um, uh, and more than the limit allows in Missouri. I gotcha. It's like point oh three percent or something I like think, that. Yeah, I think ten to twenty percent, ten or ten to anything under anything twenty percent or lower with CBD is just amazing. Mm-hmm. I think it that combination works does wonders for the body. Yeah. Now you talking ninety one seventy five to ninety percent THC. That's when you just. That's when you just going cuckoo for cocoa puffs, man. That's that's the that's the ha 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 ha, right? That's the ha that everybody be looking for. But for your for the body to work how it's supposed to work, and for it to have the the healing properties, mm-hmm. if you take a a, a CBD dom, dominant strain with a uh, with a t, with uh, with the THC twenty less than twenty percent THC, do you have a very functional healing property really yeah. i'd never heard of that yeah it's uh it, it changes the game so another so yeah re- another reason to go to vegas yeah so like like that's been my story man like you know i, I had a lot of brain trauma when i i retired man i i, I went cuckoo cocoa puffs man in a, in a nutshell <laughs> yeah and so uh i lost my memory and everything man and so Dang. like uh i've been i've had uh, i don't know i can't even count the concussions i didn't have it and so uh, that's what brought me back, man. I, I've I've been on all three, man. I mean, I've been on all of it, man. And uh, from full spectrum, full, full spectrum marijuana to to CBD um, to hemp to I've been on all of it. Mm-hmm. And I and I found that CBD with twenty percent less than twenty percent of THC works. You feel superhuman. You feel it's a it's a super it has a superhuman effect. Wow, it's amazing, it's amazing. Wow, yeah, and 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 that's something you can't really find. So what I started doing, and the reason why I understand all this stuff is because not only have I been my own case study, but that's kind of how and and like a another way that's kind of how Dream Muscle Coffee was founded upon just this whole research and development mm-hmm. aspect of. How this is going? How coffee is going to is a coffee is a neuroprotector. So people understand like coffee changed my life, and and not only did it change my life, but CBD changed my life. Um, some parts of the, the spectrum of marijuana changed my life, and there's another one that changed my. There's another plant that changed my life that I can't talk about right now. Ayahuasca. Uh, I can't say. I'm just guessing. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. And this now the plant that there's a plant that nobody's ever heard of that I've been on since 2014. Oh, really? That we've been doing a lot of research on, and we've been testing, and we're going to here soon. We're going to announce a new coffee that is going to be probably one of the most expensive coffees you ever had in your life, and it's gonna be one of the most powerful coffees you've ever had in your life. And it has to do with this plant. All right, man, I look forward to the cocaine coffee that's coming <laughs> out, everybody. <laughs> nobody's and nobody's 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 ever done what we're, what we're about to do Ooh. with this plant. Ooh, I can't wait. In terms of how we're going to use it with coffee, nobody. I love a good surprise. Nobody, man. Ooh. So, um, when was that? You said twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. So I tell people all the time, like, and this is how it is, and this is how powerful it is. With this plant, 
if you said this person is going to die in 10 days, do you put them on CBD, full spectrum marijuana, or this plant I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. They're this plant. Wow. I'm, I'm not, not, everything else can go. Wow. I, I will put my, I will bet my life on this plant. Wow. And it's powerful. Whoa. It's the most powerful botanical on the earth. You can, and whenever I release it, you can research it and you can say, you can even, you can even see it for yourself. I can't wait. Yeah. It's the most, it's documented, the most powerful botanical on the earth. It saved more lives in the Eastern part of the world than any other botanical on the earth. My brain's just racking of all the plants I know. I'm like, what in the world could it be? It's a plant and people, dude, it's, dude, it's. It's crazy, it's it's crazy. <laughs> let's it's, uh, it's real crazy. So let's, any, uh-huh. let let's leave the podcast on a cliffhanger like that, guys. <laughs> is there anything you want to say? I want to give you this time to kind of pimp what you want to pimp, say what you want to say. This yeah, is like so your moment. You, we've listen, gone like how long? We've gone almost uh, about three hours. Maybe? Yeah, that's crazy. Can you believe it? Three hours. Hey, mm-hmm. well, thank you for being graceful, everybody. Uh, we just talking and all that good stuff. But anyway, if you're ever in the Kansas City area, please, uh, we have a wonderful little shop on Forty uh, First and Troost, and um, all of our coffees are uh, two hundred fifty calories or less. Um, no gluten, no soy, no lactose. Um, everything we do has added health benefits to it. If you want CBD or hemp or uh, any of those uh, pertaining to your health, uh, we have it in our coffee. Um, we're not cheap, but we are uh, economical for what goes into the coffee. Uh, you can also follow us on uh, any social media, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Dream Muscle Coffee. Or you can uh, search us on our website, drinkonecup.com, and uh, you can hear a snippet of our story and find out more information about what goes into our product. And so uh, I look forward to hopefully seeing you guys down. Or if you have any questions, you can just hit me up on any of the social media platforms. And uh, yeah, and this is this has been fun. I appreciate you for. Sure, I appreciate you. Yeah, this was yeah. awesome. Can I get a fist bump from you? Boom, boom. <laughs> Tim, Dream Muscle Coffee, dude. Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate likewise, you. Yeah, it's been it's been fun, man. So uh, everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. However you get this, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. And uh, we out. We out. Peace.